What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 80-something, conspiracy episode something-something. I don't fucking know. I think it's 81 and 13. Whatever it is, you know. You're looking at it. This episode, we uh, went long, uh, but good. Good and long. A lot of humor, a lot of, a lot of in-depth thought, a lot of symbolism. Went into Illuminati and Freemasonry. We had two call-ins, one surprise call-in from Mad Lab, one scripted call-in, but a little bit too early, from Uncle Danny. Uh, Uncle Danny and Mad Lab hijacked the show. For a period of time, we talked about the co-host of the year controversy. I had to take a shit in the middle of the pod. Bobby had to fucking go eat in the middle of the pod. Kurt, I think, fell asleep for 20 minutes in the pod. Uh, ben wasn't able to join us, had some stuff going on. We talked about that at the beginning of the podcast. But uh, hope you guys enjoy it. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. When you do a two and a half hour podcast and then you shut off, you just black the fuck out. I have no idea if it was good, if it sucked. Fucking, I think it was good. I don't know. You tell us. Go leave us a note, whether it's good or bad, on Twitter or uh, Apple iTunes, make sure you subscribe, download, leave a review. This pod is sponsored by EliteFantasy.com. At EliteFantasy.com, every single sport you need for DFS, Daily Fantasy, DraftKings, FanDuel, prices just got dropped. Insane deal going on at EliteFantasy.com right now. $39.99 a month gets you every single sport for the month, and the annual plan is at like 20-something dollars a month, gets you every single sport for the whole entire year, from now all the way till this time next year, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, MMA, golf, every sport you can imagine we have on there. If you're playing DFS, you need to get involved at EliteFantasy.com. Get in there immediately. The prices are going up by the end of this month, so get in there on the special reduced packages just for January, early bird special, and then EliteSportsBetting.com. Prices have been lowered over there too. For those of you gamblers out there who want to play some bets, just insane results across the board, EliteSportsBetting.com. Uh, phenomenal results across the board. These aren't Vegas Dave fucktards. These are real handicappers, hardcore handicappers, up units. I even contribute over there. I ended the co- uh, college football season up 55 units uh, and, and 57% win rate. The Frank Brank, MLB model. I'm not even going to go through the whole list. Just an amazing crew of people over there at EliteSportsBetting.com. You will not find a better handicapping service. Chat rooms, tools. Picks for every sport, MMA, NHL, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, soccer. If you're in the MMA to McGregor fight this weekend, Mad Lab does the best job of anyone in the industry. EliteSportsBetting.com. EliteSportsBetting.com and EliteFantasy.com. Get over to those two sites, DFS, gambling. We're crushing it over there. Without further ado, let's get to the conspiracy shit. Hit it, Miyagi. Messi is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 81, conspiracy episode 13 of the No Mercy podcast. We were I got, la, 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 la. start over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to edit that out. I want to keep that. <laughs> Why don't you just start fresh just right fucking here? Fucking start it. Don't on. edit it. Out. Just leave yeah. it in. You glitched. It's all right. I glitched. <laughs> start over. All right. I guess we'll leave it in. Fuck it. So I don't know what I was. All right. What was that? I it was don't a know. glitch. Keep it going. Exactly just ride through it. Just fight through it. Fight through it. Gangster it out? Yeah, keep going. All right, let's keep going. 
Uh, anyway, let's get weird. No Mercy episode <laughs> 81. Conspiracy episode 13. I was going to say we were gone for a little while. Part of the reason because Bob has been in the darkness, which uh, we'll talk about in a second. But we had a lot of football going on, a lot of stuff going on, New Year's, holidays, all that. We are back, and uh, we are going to be bringing you the uh, lovely Bob's Lessons views on one of his favorite topics, which is the Illuminati, Freemasonry. We'll probably talk some Beyonce, Jay-Z. We'll probably talk some Epstein. Who knows where we're going to go with this? But Mr. Robert, how are you doing today, Bob's Lessons? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Good to be back. Been a long time, so I'm looking forward to this one. We got a lot low, to talk about. Little, little low energy. Little low energy. Am I low energy? L- yeah. Little bit. Yeah. I'll bring bit. it up. All right, bring <laughs> it up. Give me time. And, and then the person in the pre-show who was, I mean, literally like Undertaker level low energy. Let's see if he could turn it on when the big lights come on. The Bod, co-host of the year. The Bod. The fuck's up, son. Oh no, bro. You gotta add co-host of the year from now on. What are we doing? We refuse to do that. For those of you that don't know, we ran a fucking poll. Everyone um, knows. <clears throat> no, not everyone knows. It was everywhere. It had like a thousand votes. Okay. Um, we, ran, <laughs> we ran a co-host of the year poll. And this... Wasn't even close. Was the most conspiracy-driven, manipulated, bullshit fucking... <laughs> I don't even... I mean, there's so many levels. I wish we did this show... Uh, a week and a half ago when we ran the poll because I wrote out a whole list, which I can't Bro. find, of things Bob. you did to manipulate this poll. Bob, he calls me when the poll's over and goes, you cheated. How the yes. fuck do I cheat a Twitter poll? Like, I, <laughs> the interns put it up and I voted. That was it. Interns put it up. How would I ever cheat a Twitter poll? I don't even know how that's possible. Oh, God. You, you definitely researched and know how it's possible. Because I have some reason no idea me. how it's possible. You were beating me on the host of the year thing yeah, for like five I should minutes. Be. No, you got no, no, not slaughtered. Five, five hours. No. First of all, the poll was labeled uh, host of the year. Supposedly yes. one of the interns wrote this. Yeah. Uh, one of the interns. Yes. Jamie, the Bod No Mercy qualifies since he did a show without Tommy G episode 76. Amazing. All show. fact. Amazing show. And Amazing. then the question is, do you want to vote for the motherfucking bod right. or Tom with a puke emoji? Yeah, and in lowercase. I told in them inappropriate, and we decided, should we delete it? Should we keep it up? Ultimately, we said, let's just keep it up. Who's no, we? There's no Me way. and the interns. I run the interns. <laughs> I'm the president of fucking company. I don't know if we have a single intern. A lot but of interns. Anyway, I ended up beating them 67 to 32 and ended up being... Bro, that, if you want to talk about cheating... Holy shit. I was winning for like hours. I retweeted it. How many times you retweet that? A couple. How many? Over five? About five. Yeah. Bob, he <laughs> retweets it over five times to his 40,000 followers. That's how insecure and scared he was. Hey, you got to make sure I get the dub. What was the you know final result of that poll? But, but uh, yeah, I beat him 67 to 33, just two to one. Two to one. Yeah, but when it was real, I was winning. When he started cheating, yeah, the first like 17 votes he was winning because he probably did what he did to Bobby, which we're going to talk about. By the way, the results of the polls, topic of the year, we put 9 11 Epstein, well, the interns did, according to Kurt. 9 11 Epstein, QAnon, and Big Mike, Michelle Obama. (laughs) You still call it QAnon. Sorry, QAnon. (laughs) QAnon. QAnon. Uh, Epstein in a landslide. Yeah, that I remember you said it wasn't going to be Epstein, and we made a. Well, bet. I didn't know you were rigging all the polls. I, I, you were I rigged rig this yours. one too. <laughs> well, you said it's going to be Epstein, and I said it was going to be Michelle Obama. Yeah, 
Michelle, Michelle Obama, Obama was our biggest episode. That was like one of yeah, our first. Yeah, but it was too early in the year. Yeah, but that was one of our first conspiracy episodes. And I think that was the first episode to get more than like 15, 20,000 downloads. So yeah, that, was and like we did the, it. that was like the, the, the breaking point for us as a conspiracy podcast. So I figured that was that our was, transition. That was, yeah, that was our moment when we realized, well, we might be on to something here. That's when Rob was still on the podcast and we brought it to Rob's attention and he, uh, he wasn't down so. with it. I don't think so. Yeah, this was the Rob days. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's why it didn't win then. Um, and then Epstein just fucked 55%. Nothing else got above 20. So that was that. We had call-in of the year, which was Bob's Echo, Mad <laughs> Lab, and Danny, Uncle Danny. And Uncle Danny actually eked out the Mad Lab 49 to 39. That was a close one. That was a nail-biter the whole way through. So the people fucking love Uncle Danny. That is for sure. Maybe we'll call Uncle Danny at the end of this pod. Uh, and get his input on something since he's like we should some, call him now and give him his award. No, we don't need to do it right now, Kurt. We could, let, let's, let, let's let the thing get some legs. Got to get that energy up. Yeah, let's get the energy up. Let's let it get some eggs. Let's, we got to get some topics to present to him, too, because that's the thing we're going to do with Danny. We're going to surprise call him and not mm-hmm. let him know what the topic is and see what his opinion is on it. So we got to get to the topics first. Um, and then we had uh, the most conspirator. Oh, by the way, Larry Johnson edged out sports cheetah Pat Mayo and John McAfee. Uh, for <laughs> guest of the year. So mm-hmm. good job, LJ. And then we had the most conspiratorial poll of them all, mm-hmm. where the co-host of the year poll. The big one. Mm-hmm. No. The co-host of the year poll ended up in a dead heat, mm-hmm. 38%. Mm-hmm. Th- actually, it only got 433 votes. Uh, the other one's got 750, so obviously... Yeah, because you retweeted the other ones 4,000 well, I mean, times. I didn't, I didn't write anything. I didn't do what Jeff Manns did last year or anyone else has done before. <laughs> I didn't write, like, vote for me or I'm going to cancel your subscription or what Rob did. Vote for me. I'm going to give you a free T-shirt. I just clicked the retweet button just to circulate it. I did it for one day. I went to make sure every couple hours people saw it. The poll only ran one day. But I did not fucking tell anyone what to do or threaten anyone or bribe anyone. I just mm-hmm. put, isn't that the point of a poll, Bob? No, Don't no, you it's want campaigning. To, it's campaigning. Yeah, I, dude, I didn't even campaign. Kurt campaigned for a fucking year. Like, all I did was fucking put it out in front of people so they could vote. Bro, but shout hey, out, shout out to ethically. me, though. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong. Standpoint. Bro, I just said it, go this, out and vote. I didn't even tell him who to vote for. This is the greatest comeback ever. I go from behind Jeff Mann's Mad Lab, Rob. I don't know how I lost to Rob last year. And in one year, I swoop in to win this. This is a big deal. And it well deserved, if I must say so myself. <laughs> you did not win it. You cheated. You did posted the cheat. poll by yourself. So by the math, 38% to 38% was the final. It was literally a dead heat. And who Kurt did Twitter give the win to? posted the poll when Bob took a hiatus. Right, Bob? Didn't you take a break from Twitter? Yeah, it took like a 10-day break. And I even do I get to rebuttal? No, no. You get to, a hold rebuttal on, on. happens after. I okay. took down my Twitter account for, I don't know, seven days. Maybe a little bit less than that. Which was weird, by the way. I just which was, okay. <laughs> which well, was weird. Aside from the point. So right on January 1st, Kurt decides to post the uh, co-host of the year poll while my Twitter's down. I don't have the opportunity to rally my fan base. Literally, I think, <laughs> Tommy, didn't we calculate it that if I had gotten four more votes... It would have swung it. No, yeah, Tom's less. math is stupid. So no, on Tom, 443 on. votes, on I four, get to rebuttal this. I hold get on. to fucking Let moderate. Me I, will, 
I will tell you when you get to rebuttal. You're like uh, CNN. Let me chime in. So first of all, why are only 400 people voting on these things? It's so weird. You know, it, it never correlates. To, uh, but it's weird anyway. But so it only got 433 votes because Kurt's stupid and did it from the No Mercy account. I should have done it from my. account. What account did you want me to do? It I should have done it from my account. My account has 40,000 followers. The no Mercy it. has a few thousand. I should have done it from mine. If it's that big of an award, I wouldn't have been biased. I would have just said, "Hey, yeah. you know, everyone you vote on this," for? and it would have got like 5,000 votes. It if you weren't a, biased, who'd you vote for? I would have voted for Bob. 100%. Okay, so shouldn't you have voted for? I'm no looking one? at the poll. I did not vote on the poll. Yes, you did. When you sent a screenshot, I saw a little Does check mark next to Bob. Yeah, I know it. Used, oh, maybe on the computer it doesn't. Oh, show okay, it. okay. I mean, I definitely would have and thought I did. <laughs> okay, vote so for that Bob. I'm already up one nothing. No, now let not. me go to the next time thing. Out, where time you out, said, time out, time out. You're not up. What, I'm on a roll. That's my I'm up opinion. one nothing. Okay. That's my opinion. Now, I think Bob's now, better than you. Now let's talk about when I posted it. I posted it on New Year's Day, the exact same time as I posted all the polls last year. Is it my fault? Bob went dark and wasn't on anything. Or How's that my fault? I was wondering why Kurt was so strangely would, supportive of the fact that yes. my Twitter was down that day. Yeah, <laughs> and that? and you notice what I was doing? I was trying to hint at Bob, go on because I'm doing this. Like I was being nice. Yeah. If okay. I really didn't want you on, I wouldn't have said anything. But I was saying something. Oh come on, bro! A hundred percent. Complete lies. Complete lies. I was anyway. This min- I got to finish this. Uh, you're not done with you, your rebuttal when I'm finished. So 38 to 38, first of all, which is insanity. That's impossible. Um, 433 votes. So 433 times 0.005 is 2.16 votes. Okay? So that's a 2.16 vote difference because I'd say 0.05 because they would round up and Bob would win. I disagree. And that's at most it could be is 2.16 votes. So, Kurt, you are on trial now. Did you or did you not? You, voting from yourself from your personal account is fine. I will allow that, just like me voting for no, Bob. No, that's is fine. the account I forgot. To I vote literally from. no, you're a liar. I literally <laughs> think he's better 100%. than you, like by a lot. So I'm allowed to have that opinion, as did most of our listeners. So did you or did mm-hmm. you not vote mm-hmm. for yourself from the mm-hmm. Elite Fantasy account, which you have access to in a password? Um, as I don't remember, lie, I have hold evidence. On. Hold on. Uh, last time we did a poll, I didn't vote from any Kurt, of those it's a yes accounts. Or no hold on. No, it's hold a yes on. or no question. Yes. Now let me explain. Okay, done. All right. No, did you no, or did no, you not vote no. for Bob from the Elite Wins account, our gambling account, which you have no association with, and I don't even know how you have the fucking password. What are you talking about? I do all the retweets and the advertising tweets. Did you or did you not vote for Bob from both of those accounts? Wait, vote for me. I did not. I absolutely vote for yourself. did not. Vote for yourself from both of those accounts. I think you're skewing the questions to throw me off. Now I'm rattled. So you voted for Bob, which oh, put he's deflecting two, so bad. So right you're now. a 2.16 <laughs> differential. You voted can, for Bob for yourself on two accounts that we have can, access to that we know of. Who knows okay. how many others? And no mercy. So there's three. And no mercy. Can, so now can I finish? <laughs> Last time we ran a poll, you guys mocked me for not voting from those accounts. Kurt. So and then last time you went on Kurt, and voted you're from literally a, cheating so this time the person I beat you to who's it dark on the internet who literally out. is not even on the internet is that for my that week. fault though how is that my so fault let me that just he make this dark. case here so with those two point one six differential there to put Bob in the lead two it's, went to your, your side math is wrong. that should have been the zero right if there were no votes on it yeah, but your which puts you guys in a tie and had those votes gone to Bob he would have actually beat you by two votes. No, your math is wrong because what did Ben get? 28%? Dude, one retweet Hold from on. Bob. Bob didn't even vote for himself. He didn't have a you Twitter on. You didn't even vote. 
We didn't even count that. <laughs> he in couldn't there. even vote for himself. He yeah, but you're, you're forgetting off. one major factor into your dumb math. Ben got whatever, what was it, 28%, whatever yeah, he ben got. Yeah, Ben had a good showing, 24%. You have no idea, you though, you if that was 28.1 or 28.4. You have no idea. So to, for you to say it's exactly two votes is asinine. I mean, it's, it's tied, Kurt. It's, it's math. 1% yeah, of 40, more. 433 is like 4.33. You don't know the exact number. But no, I know the most it could be is 4.33. Oh, that's if how you, it's going up. You just well, said that's if you were at thirty-eight point nine nine nine, and he was the at moral of the story is I won. I'm well deserving of it. Shout out to the QTNs right, here, so and the bodies out there. So, so the people, let's read. So mm-hmm. the poll was posted, right. and there are uh, maybe eight comments. Let me read the comments. Do they all say the bod. Let me read the comments. Okay, <laughs> let's go to the comments. What did they say? Give it to Kevin me. Kevin wrote, I can't tell who is who, so I'm voting for Ben. Fuck it. Fuck, uh, man. Okay. Don't knock that. I can't knock that. Yeah. I think the bod did a lot for himself at the end of the Jordan episode by raising yep. his belief in Q. Right yep. now I'm starting to wonder if there was if there wasn't done knowing voting was around the corner. Oh, I did like that. But now I'm starting to wonder if that wasn't done knowing voting was around the corner. So he's accusing you of some conspiracy. It's all right. I ran a clean campaign. Okay. Uh, the bod talks so much shit all the time, but still shows up ready and willing. For that reason alone, that's I right. get a slight edge to take my vote. I'm okay. the guy that's always ready to all go. All right, so that's one person in favor of you, one person saying you're cheating. Uh, the <laughs> next one, how is Bob's lessons not the first guy? He knows his shit. Uh, that's a big vote for Bob. Seems pretty mm-hmm. clear to me. The next person, this is a different person. Who would even be on the conspiracy podcast if not for Bob's lessons? It's true. It's you great. did start cry, this pod for okay. Bob. Cry. Here's the next one. <laughs> this is, these are back-to-back. The, the, hold on, Mad Lab was robbed. That's all I'm saying was the next one. Uh, this Fair poll enough. wasn't needed. The second Bob's Lessons popped a pain pill just to make himself available for a show. Bob Flu Game, a true man of the people. Not to mention taking on the task of trying to explain something as complex as Q to a bunch of dingbats. Mark, big fan of Bob's Lessons. Um, but Bob is, Jesse Bob said is also half the reason half these pods don't get done. Okay. Deplorable Janet. <laughs> Deplorable Janet, who is one of our beloved female fans. We don't have many female fans. Deplorable Janet is always there for us. Damn it. I'm behind and didn't get to vote. Bob for the win. Another missed burner. vote for Bob. That's a hanging Chad right there. That it's alone should be a redo. And what then LSU National her? Champions writes, yeah, Bob is great. So now, uh, these are no one even said anything. These are voluntary comments on the can, poll, and it's I, just a wait. slew of fucking Bob's the best. So how's that my fault? <laughs> I'm just saying that the poll doesn't represent who Listen, the real co-host is. All right, l- let me let me clear the air. There's it's only one obviously. way to do this. There's like it goes, it goes, it goes. Bob, Ben, you. And it's not close. The only reason I'm putting Bob ahead of Ben is because Bob's insane. And in order to have a good conspiracy podcast like Tripoli. Or Alex Jones, or any, you need a fucking complete batshit crazy person, and that's Thank Bob. You, so it, it actually goes Bob, me and Ben tied, and then Kurt. Like it means you're a lot, Tommy. Distant for yeah. Like if you didn't show up, no one might. People might not even notice. Like Ben Can, isn't here today. <laughs> uh, he has some family stuff going on. Um, don't want to get into it on here. Uh, if you guys know him personally, you could talk to him. Um, had a couple, had an unfortunate situation happen with a friend, so Ben wasn't able to make it today. He's out for the week. But um, like people will realize immediately, like, oh fuck, this thing isn't as good because Ben's not. Can I talk now? If Bob's not I'm, here, we don't even Jesus do the pod. Christ, you too. If Bob's not here, we don't even do it. <laughs> like we just fucking cancel it. Like Bob has gigs and bands and stuff. We just cancel it. And if Kurt ever said he's not showing up, like 
No one would know. Like, not one human would notice you weren't here. <laughs> Can I talk now? I mean, it's now, better I'm going to give a don't. little background into No Mercy. I think Mercy. the whole point is that it's better when you don't. Okay, let me talk now. No Mercy was a thought between me and Tom three years ago. We said, let's start a podcast, and we're going to have Bob on for a 30-minute segment every episode to do conspiracy. Then eventually, we're going to turn this thing into a conspiracy podcast. Right. Bob, have we not been saying this for years? Yes, you've been teasing yes. the idea for We've been trying years. to get... So this... And wasn't yes. it all built around the real co-host of the year, Okay. Bob? Now, yes, this is Bob's podcast. This right. podcast never will air without Bob. Right. If Bob I can't agree. do it, which he can't do like Wednesday I mean, it should Sundays, never air without me either. Then it doesn't air. garbage without, without me. Without Tom... It aired and it went well. It was it was horrible. Okay, it was bad. Now this Bob is Bob's. I think I think. But I hold think you guys on, are giving yourself great. enough credit, you were, though. You were I, don't, I really don't think you guys are giving yourself enough credit. Bob, you stay out of this. We're talking about you. Yeah, right. we're, Bob, we're trying to talk. Now <laughs> the first episode was without me. I listened to the first episode up, and fell asleep sixteen times. It was so boring. <laughs> I am the spice to this podcast. I don't have all the knowledge. I don't talk the most. I am the spice, okay? So that's my role, and that's why they put me as co-host of the year. Because I'm the guy that spices this thing up to where it is, and I'm here every day willing to do the podcast every day unless it's Halloween and raining. That's the only time I can't do it. So that's why I'm the co-host of the year. And I filled in when Tom was out. And that was no, the number one ranked episode ever. Out. You sabotaged me and ran the podcast while I was sleeping. Sabotage while you were hungover sleeping. It doesn't matter. I, I stayed up after a ten hour shift to do the it. podcast, you and you just it. were MIA. We, no one fucking could reach hijacked. you. You fucking hijacked the pod. Thank God Bob was there to save you. Bobby, what's your take <laughs> on all this? We'll let you speak now. Uh, my take. All right, is, that's enough. I feel Bob. Like... Let's get into the show. All right, you're good. So <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That is exactly perfect. <laughs> what is, that reminds me what of a major league around? you know when he goes to the color commentator for like back to the game <laughs> what do you think booger mcfarland <laughs> what is your take for real uh my take nah, is right, since it me- <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding go i won't do it again no, I was gonna say, since it means so much to time. Kurt, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it to him. No, there see, we go. Thank you. you. Thank that's you. That's the Bob. one weakness. The one. I mean, we're the related, and that's the one thing I hate about. I, just, you, I don't want him to lose sleep over it. I, really I want don't. him to fucking <laughs> suffer. I want him to fucking suffer. If you want him to suffer, night. here's what we do. If you if you really want him to suffer, yes, reissue yes. an an objective poll on Tommy yes. G's account. No, we're not. I'm not gonna retweet it. I'm not gonna retweet it. The bot has to promise not to retweet it. Bob, you want to get it? 2020 is here. No. Step up and no, take it from the no, champ. No, you want you the are, strap? Come and take it. Kurt, are you, you afraid? Are, are you afraid that if we no, redo this objectively, no retweeting from any of your seven burner accounts? I didn't retweet or, anything. <laughs> or, from Tom, or from my account. Just Tommy's going to post followers. an objective, and he'll even give us the language beforehand, and no. we both have to agree to the language of the Let poll. me ask you a question. Did we redo the 2016 election there, listen, after Hillary won the uh, most There was a recount in the uh, yeah. 2000 election. But, didn't, but we didn't say, listen, we're going to redo this in March. Well, no, because here's the deal, Kurt. Okay. Cause, we cause didn't Hillary getting the popular vote, that's not the way elections are won. You know, it, it's in the rules beforehand. You, the yeah. popular you know vote means You know what's in the nothing. rules of this? Post the goddamn poll and whoever wins, wins. <laughs> yeah, and you can't simple. go voting from multiple accounts and posting it. Yes, when, you mocked you me last night. But anyway, right. let's not keep going over this. Let's move on. Well, Can Hillary Clinton here. vote for herself I'm multiple times? 
I'm not over the this. Champs. Yeah, exactly. Can I vote three times yes. in this upcoming election? All these election? dead people vote for the Democrats all the time. <laughs> but they only <laughs> At vote least one I'm seat. alive. They only vote once each. <laughs> okay. How do you get four votes in a podcast that was decided <laughs> by know. two votes? It's fucking bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be posting a new poll just to fuck Kurt over because there's zero percent chance he wins. Unofficial. Zero percent. So you guys want to talk about um, Bob, did you you were going to say something about a girl when you first started? When we cut you off, we said save it for the pot. Well, it started with the with the story of how I met the thirty third degree Mason. I don't know when you want to. I mean, let's do it now. We're, we're we're dovetailing slowly, so perfect. Okay, so you want to go straight into it? Yeah. All right. So I played these. Girl? Um, I, you know, I'm, everybody knows I'm a musician, or most people do that listen to this. And so I play at this. Uh, you are pretty famous. I'm pretty. I'm like a level like D celebrity in my town, if that. Bob, like, are you I may go into a grocery Lab? store and one person might. You're a D level in your own town. That's yeah. like. It's like <laughs> hey, you're the guy that plays there. That's kind of like what I get. Wait, Bob, are you better than Mad Lab at the guitar? I've never heard Mad Lab play guitar. Do you? You think don't you see are? his Instagram? No, I don't follow um, him. On do Instagram. you think you are? Um. I don't know. I'm a rhythm guitar player, so maybe not. It just depends on what kind of style of guitar he plays. Why are you so modest? How are you related to us? He's trying to get votes. What am I trying to get votes for? Oh, that's another thing with conspiracy that Kurt fucking petitions and petitioned and pandered all fucking year for. I ran a solid, clean campaign. You anyway, deserve listen, it. I'm going to, up against a guy with a southern accent. You know how hard it is to beat a guy with a southern accent? Everyone loves guys with southern accents. They're so nice and friendly. It's very hard. And Joe I Biden did it. has a southern accent. No, he's got a fucking brain dead accent. All right. Go on, Bob. Uh, so anyway, so um, I played these uh, this chain of bars in my town. Um, and so I was at a karaoke, doing karaoke one night with a couple of friends. And this girl comes up to me, who's a friend of mine. She's like, hey, this guy's like, like creeping the shit out of me right now. Um, like really aggressive. Like, can you deflect um, attention, you know, his attention away from me? And I was like, fine. So I go so over there. White, and I'm like, you white knighted it. Good job. I, white, I basically Tommy, white knighted it. Right? Tommy G patented move. Right. So she told me in her dialogue that he, I'm, I swear to God, offered her $10,000 per kid because he quote unquote, was blessed and he wants to share his blessings with her children no dude dude so really already i'm like what the fuck i was like so i'm asking her like what do you mean ten thousand per kid like does he want to take your kid and she was like no i don't know what it means it's really weird he's at you know he said he'd give me ten thousand dollars per kid and he wants me to work at one of his clubs and all this stuff and he's just being really creepy and aggressive it's like all right fine so i go over there and, uh, so yoked up, hundred thirty four pound yoked body up. comes to going. Dude, I'm like closing down at one hundred and fifty right now. Are you really? Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. really happy about that. Congratulations! You do look pretty yoked in your Instagram picture. By the way, you. I gotta say, like Thank I, 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 I was for for uh, for another man, especially one I'm related to. I, I was pretty pretty turned on by it. I was pretty yeah, happy used, with uh, that picture. It's pretty, pretty sexy. Pretty used all the filters one. the Rock uses when he yeah, does Yeah, a lot that. of filters. A lot of filters. <laughs> that's okay. That's filters. all right, though. I mean, listen. I don't know how to do... Whoever took the yeah, photo yeah, sure did the you filter. Don't. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You don't know how to do filters. <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever did it for you figured yeah, it out. You just so imagine, look imagine like someone like me coming up to this guy. He's You kind of look like your Photoshop, by the way. I'm looking at it right now. Like, you definitely look like someone... Like my head's Photoshop. Like, this could be a really good artist's depiction of you. Yeah, there's no 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 filters on this at all. Zero filters. Hashtag. No, totally. Hashtag no filter. Okay. So 150 pound fucking yoked up. 
Yeah. Uh, Bob's yeah. Lessons comes up to this guy, you know, white knighting, ready to save the day. Nice arm hair. Arm hair, yeah. beard. Hat backwards. When did you get hat hair, backwards. by the way? I never knew you to have any hair. When did you get hair? I got a lot of hair. I'm Italian. Oh, I know. Bob's Dude, always more been masculine hairy. than I remember Arm you hair. When you were younger. Facial hair. It's like patchy, bearded hair. Yeah, yeah. All right. I wish well. I could get a full beard. Can, do y'all have full beards? Y'all yeah, I got a little, little patchy spot here or there. You know, Kurt's got a beard, beard for years. It depends on what level I grow it out to. If I grow it out like a little too long, you could see the kind of little little patches. And if I keep it a little too short, there's like a perfect phase in the middle where you can't see any any patches at all. It's like a probably like a one and a half clip if you were to shave it. Right, right. It's odd. It's an oddity. So yoke, yoke Bob Bosher, you know, walks over this dude, and uh, so. Why He's, do you wear your hat over your eyebrows? Over my eyebrows? Yeah, your hat's over your eyebrows. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, to be honest with you, I have like a really bad scar on my forehead, mm-hmm. and I'm really so. So does Tom. About it. Yeah, that's but it's like it's it's over the right eyebrow. Like that's a little, maybe a little too low. But it's I mean, just it's covering like one it. eye, it, it right? Works works good for you. It's kind of yeah, it looks symbol, symbolic. Okay, go ahead. Um. Where the fuck was I? I don't know. What I'm talking <laughs> You're in the process I'm just of white knight. Cut him off until you. Jesus. <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> Freemason wanted to pay someone ten thousand. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I go over there to save the day, obviously, and I notice that he has like very strange jewelry and very tattoos with like specific specific symbols on them. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of the summer when I was playing downtown, and there was a Masonic convention at this place uh, in downtown, uh, in the town where I live. And so I met a lot of these guys now. And, and this needs to be mentioned before I go into detail with anything, and something that me and Kurt mentioned, is that a lot of these um, fratern- whether it's a fraternity or organizations are compartmentalized, and that's the term that you used. Is that mm-hmm. So a lot of these members have no idea, no clue what happens at the tippy-tippy top. Right. So if you find your buddy is a Freemason at Lodge Number 27 you know, down the street from you, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's intertwined with all this like global domination stuff. Right. However, there's also in the tinfoil hat part of it, the conspiratorial part of it, is that there is a bloodline that has been in power for thousands of years that has handed down these secret knowledge and the secret power from generation to generation. And they use symbolism a lot of times to um, either kind of like the way gangs use symbols or anybody uses a symbol to kind of show that they're part of the club. Any secret society uses symbolism. Um, even, for example, my sister's sorority uh, at Tennessee, University of Tennessee, used an owl of all symbols, which we'll get into in detail. So symbolism has power and it has meaning. So when I approached this guy, I noticed that he had specific tattoos one of which was an owl on his on the outside of his hand he had a double uh, sided eagle on his neck um, he had a couple other symbols that had specific numbers um, and we'll learn that numerology is really big with the occult and with freemasonry and the illuminati and a lot of numbers have significance mm-hmm. so he's talking to this girl and um you know so i just try to get to get his attention and i and i said i said hey uh let me ask you something. Um, I see a lot of your tattoos. I said, are you a Mason? And he looked at me very strange, like he doesn't get that question a lot. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the one thing about the Masons is it's a secret order, so they really don't give away too much information. But this guy was, like, smashed. And he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, you know, what, what is it? 
what does it matter to you? What is it concerned to you? I said, well, I, I'm just curious because I saw that eagle tattoo. I saw the owl tattoo and, and, and some of your other ones and, and as well as your jewelry and your rings. And, um, you know, it's very consistent with a lot of the Masonic symbols that, that I've seen and I've studied. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I am. And I said, are you a 33rd degree? And he just looked at me like, like he just saw a ghost. It was really weird the way he looked at me. So you know, why like did you wh- guess thirty third degree right off the bat. Um, it's you know what? It's really strange because it, it has a lot to do with the way he looked. He looked like he was very prominent. Um, just the way he carried himself, the way he dressed. Um, like he had like these like carpenter hands. Didn't uh, you say he was he was hanging out with someone else who was very like rich and successful or something? At the true? time. He was not, but yeah, I'll get to that part of it. But he just, I had an instinct that he was very high level. And he just looked at me like he saw a ghost. He's like, man, like, why are you asking me these questions? I said, man, this is just sheer curiosity. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, if I'm, like, who are you? So, lucky for me, he's, I I don't say lucky for me, but part of the reason why I got information out of him is because he's bisexual. And he thought uh, I was so you, you hit the yeah, fucking lucky. jackpot. So I hit the jackpot. Dude. Like this guy like wanted my lucky dick really me. bad. <laughs> it was my lucky day. I should have said. I, I can't believe like I get to suck days. a Mason's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to suck a regular dick today. Uh, speaking of Mason's dick, we're going to get into Obelisk too, which is a phallic symbol. I'm, so we I'm can sure, get into that shit. I'm sure Obelisk got into you that night. <laughs> so when I was trying to allude to in terrible word choice is that i By used the, way, the fact I should, that he wanted say, my dick he wanted on. my when, dick yeah. when you called me up do you remember what the first words you said to me when you were talking about it you're like yo dude craziest shit just happened we gotta we gotta talk about this on the pod this is like the best night of my life and you probably had a couple <laughs> drinks in you too i'm like what happened you're like so i met this gay freemason <laughs> <laughs> and that's all i heard right we hit it off everything out there was just the fuck uh, where's this going right now? You're like, no, no, no. The gay part wasn't the important part. It just helped me get information. There was just well, the perk. bisexual part. It actually is part of it too. Yeah. You know, when you talk about like the androgynous. Well, most Masons and, are, aren't they? Aren't yeah, they? yeah. Like, I don't know if most Masons are, but that's kind of like at the There's top. A high correlation. Yeah. yeah. Like, like and so I used that fact and the fact that he was drunk to try to wiggle some information out of him. So wiggle. Notice the word he used there, Kurt. <laughs> Trying Bro, to I'm wiggle like, some information out. What were you wiggling there, Bob? As you were getting this information, <laughs> I tried to wiggle some information out of him in the bathroom. How did stall. the girl feel about this? She was ecstatic because uh, the guy wasn't fucking finger blasting yeah, her at the bar anymore. Yeah, I thought the ten thousand dollar per kid thing. That that was the other thing that really made me kind of shocked because that that was before I met him, where she told me ten thousand. He was going to offer ten thousand yeah, dollars. That per is kid. weird. I've never offered more than eight. <laughs> So, so you know, I continued to talk to him, and, you know, every time I asked him a question, he kept saying this to me, and he'd look at me, like, square in the eyes. He says, whatever you think you know, you don't know shit, and he kept saying that. You know, every time I asked him questions probing about this, that, the other, he said, whatever you think you know, you don't know shit, and I said, just let me ask you this one thing. How well connected are the Masons in our town? And he said they're at every level. He said they're in law enforcement. They're in government. They're in the private sector. Um, one of the restaurants I frequent, uh, Freemason owner. Um, mm. And these are just because now that I see the symbols, I see it everywhere. Every every time it pops up, I see it. And we'll get into that so that way. Well, you've and- been big on this, Mason. This isn't like your 
awakening or anything. Like you've known all this for a long time. This is more of a confirmation for you. Yeah, it's more of a confirmation because I feel like the town I live in is like a Masonic playground. And I think there's uh, specific cities in the United States that are that have a lot of Masonic activity. And my town is one of them. I mean, in fact, we have a glass pyramid, like a large glass pyramid in the downtown area of my town. Yeah, what is that? The pyramid? Well, it yeah. was. I mean, it was originally erected so that you know we could have concerts and, and and basketball games and you know things of that nature. So it was more of like a like a uh, entertainment facility, but it also had like a museum in it. And now it's like, it's a, I mean, I'm going to give away where I live, but it's a Bass Pro Shop now. So, no way! I swear to God, <laughs> I've seen that pyramid. That's a Bass Pro Shop. It is now, now a Bass Pro Shop. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it looks just like shop. the one that's in Las Vegas. Um, there's this, there's certain powerful figures in my town that sit on the Council of Foreign Relations. They also s- came from the same fraternity at Yale, Skull and Bones, that that has uh, that George Bush and John Kerry and people like that. A lot of powerful figures have come from. So all that combined, and then I see this guy, and there's uh, you know Masonic conventions in my town and all this stuff, and so it all just kind of like you know when I met this dude, tied I already together. pretty much knew what he was. Yeah, right. it already tied together. So that being said. In walks big music producer guy, and I'm not going to name him either. Mm-hmm. Um, he recorded one of the most popular songs of the last 20 years in our town, and he's he just got he just got nominated for Person of the Year in our city. Okay, and he you're walks really, in. You're really yeah, doing yeah. a good job of keeping it <laughs> keeping it a secret. But I just don't want to say it. Yeah. No, I'm what say I'm saying is you're it. literally giving enough clues that we could figure it out. Okay, good. So <laughs> you do your own research, figure out who it is. <laughs> All right, he walks in, and I'm like, man, that's so and so. And I look at his jewelry, and he's got the six pointed star of David, which a lot of people associate with Judaism. But we'll also get into that. The six pointed star of David goes way back before that, and actually wasn't really a symbol of Judaism until uh, the Rothschilds put it in there. And he also had another Egyptian symbol known as an Ankh, and you can look that up, A N K H, which is a symbol of secret knowledge. So he walks in, shakes hands with this dude. And it just ties it two, two and two together because before I was like 50-50 whether this guy was full of shit or not. And then this other guy walks in and I'm like, ah, okay. Keep going on this story. All these different places that I play at that have the same ownership have Masonic symbolism in them. I don't know if y'all remember, I was really drunk one night and I just started texting you guys pictures and videos yes. of like Masonic pictures in this club. Yep. Yeah, Dude, they're everywhere. And I can't explain this. It's like it's something that's kind of like non-material. But I, I walk into these places, and it has just like this dark energy to it that, that I can't explain. Have you ever walked into a room, and you just feel like um, it has like like a dark energy or an every energy? Every time I get in the car with Kurt. Oh, perfect. Oh, so, my God. Last time I got in the car with Tom, he almost had a heart attack. Dude, the kid fucking... I literally have a brand new fucking $80,000 <laughs> truck, Bobby, right? Yeah. Fucking literally, literally drove it to his house to show it to him, right? Like, that's how new it was. Like, I was still showing it off at this point. And I, this is like fucking a month ago or whatever. I fucking pull up to his house. He's Of course, I go there to like fucking go in and see the kids and do all that. He's like, come on, we got to go get pizza. Like, that's yeah. what I want to be doing, driving around fucking pizza in my brand new truck. Fucking, yeah, but then you know, Danny look. jumped in, too. And then Danny jumps in the fucking back, Uncle Danny, and Kurt's in the front. Fucking gum goes everywhere. 
<laughs> like literally an apocalypse happened within 17 seconds of this kid walking in my car on his way out. He fucking absolutely accidentally grabs a cord and drags the cord out with him. Like just fucking. Oh, I had my bag. That's what it was. I had my book bag because I wanted to I had to update the betting article and stuff. So I had my mm-hmm. book bag with my laptop. And, you know, I keep a bunch of stuff in there. Cologne, uh, deodorant. You know, you never know how the night goes. And it's nice to have a little fucking uh, yeah, stay out nice bag. Right. Free shirts, pair of shorts. Maybe a condom. I don't know. Right? So you keep some stuff. I don't use condoms. I'm just kidding. So you keep some stuff in there. And what does this kid do, dude? He catches the bag on his foot as he's going out. And it was unzipped in the whole bag. And then he's all over the fucking bathroom. <laughs> this guy was having a panic attack in his car. I'm fucking ready to kill him. I'm screaming. I couldn't stop laughing at how stupid he was acting. in my car at him in a residential area with children running around. I mean, I'm that's a perfect example of how Kurt brings negative energy just towards Just dark, <laughs> dark, evil. Just dark, dark, evil, Like dark the type energy. of person that would, like, rig a fucking Twitter poll. You know, like this type of bad person. You know, you know what Uncle Danny said? He said that Kurt is the most Italian out of all of us because he does, like, that, like, Italian-type shit. Dude, you know? he does. He does. He's got that shady <laughs> Italian in him. <laughs> That's perfect. And he masks it with silence. That's the funny <laughs> thing. Oh, my God. Speaking of Danny. Hold on. He's calling. He's calling? Out. See, Hold I on. told you. You have to call him early. He gets Hold very on. impatient. Danny. Hey. Hold on. Hold on. You're on air. What's up? You said you were going to call me, and you didn't call me back. I told well, you. I, can we get the pod going? I told you we'd call you near the end of it. Well, how, how come you didn't call me back? You said you were going to call me. We're fucking 20 minutes into it. I got a question I got to ask you. Holy Jesus. All right, what's your question, Denny? Can you guys hear? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to be able to hear... Kurt and Bob, but uh, I'll speak for them. Uh, Kurt and Bob, you can hear Danny fine, right? Yeah. Okay. Go, Danny. I don't need to speak to them. I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you realize it's the NFL's 100th anniversary, right? Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus. Where's this going? <laughs> oh, God. Do, do you realize this is a conspiracy podcast? <laughs> can I finish? Uh, yes, please finish. Okay. If Kansas City wins this weekend. What is he talking about? I know what he's about to say. The, they, they have a rematch of the very first Super Bowl. Isn't yes. that perfect for nostalgia? It is. Do you think it's a conspiracy, Danny? Do you think they're setting this up? I think they are. Yeah? You think So So who are you betting on this weekend? Well, I have to take Kansas City. Yeah? And then so, Green Bay? Is Bobby, uh, can Bobby hear me? Bobby can hear you, yes. Can, can uh, broadcaster of the year hear me? Oh, yeah, dude. I got you oh, loud and clear, Dan. Oh my god, loud and there. clear, Dan. Oh, Kurt said loud and clear. Oh my god, I can't believe you just called him that. We just did thirty <laughs> minutes on how he fucking rigged that poll, Danny. He, you you don't rig a poll by voting. Bob could have voted. He didn't vote. Yep. He chose not to vote. Kurt chose to vote four times. Yep. Okay, four times. Four time champ. Dude, weren't we just talking about Danny a second ago? Didn't he call right as we were talking about him? Tell him we were telling the we, car story when uh, you had a panic we were t- attack. So we were telling the story about when uh, when you got in my my Audi and and the, uh, Kurt spilled the the bag all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and how much of how much dark energy he has? Don't you feel like Kurt's very evil? Uh, to be honest with you, I think he's smart. Why? There we go. Well, most evil people are. Most serial killers are actually extremely intelligent. <laughs> yeah, because he's smart. He, he called in and whatever he did, he punched his name five times, four times, whatever. And you know what Bob did? What? Bob shut it off and went and smoked pot. <laughs> <laughs> okay? 
going through. <laughs> he shut Twitter off and then he went and smoked the joint. And <laughs> so who is? How can you say Kurt Evil? I think it's I think it's excellent what he did. Don't you? Thanks, didn't Dan. you say that you think? Um, Kurt is like the the real kind of old school Italian of the group because he does all that shady stuff to win, like whatever. Oh, he has. He's, a, he's, he's a perfect Italian. Well, how so, how so, Danny? How so? What, he would what, definitely be qualified for the mob. You think so? You think yeah, he does things sneaky and he doesn't? You don't know what he's doing. You don't know which way he's coming from. And he tells you, and he tells you, right? He says he talks good to you. And meanwhile, he's stabbing you in the back by punching no. you. No. Yes. Kurt says no. Never. Me and Bob said yes. Absolutely not. I never do that. Yeah, Kurt just <laughs> Kurt just agreed to it. He just said he doesn't. <laughs> it's a perfect move. It is. It is a perfect move. Danny, what's your take on the Freemasons and Illuminati? That's what we're talking about right now. Freemasons. Are, wait, First of all, have you ever heard this story when Bob was chased by the – was followed by a man in a suit? Uh, that was probably me. but bob bob's having a lot of freemason encounters so we're talking about like the symbolism of like the illuminati and the freemasons and stuff do you have a take on any of this do do you really think wait we're talking about bobby here right he's he is pretty stupid no he's not he's stupid he's very smart he's a a little retarded but he's but like i said earlier he's like 33rd degree retarded He just smokes too much pot. (laughs) How much is too much? How much is too much? Bob wants to know. Oh, Bob! Bob does at least (laughs) one marijuana a day. A quarter ounce a day. A quarter ounce a day. A quarter ounce. My God! Do you think he just passes it off that he needs it for medicinal purposes, and it's really he doesn't? Did he tell you the story when he got my little Maltese? My oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I know you can't hear it, but Bob just goes, oh, shit. <laughs> He's trembling right now because really what happens right now is, Dan, they can't, like, they can hear you. You can't hear them. So no matter what they try to do to stop this freight train, no matter where it goes, they can't because I'm in full control of it. So uh, Bobby said, yes, he wants to hear that story. He came to visit me for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He had these gummy marijuana things. (laughs) Of of, of course, he wants to hand one to my wife. Okay, the gummies? I'll I'll try one. Uh Uh-huh. All right, and me being the only straight one in the family. Uh Uh-huh. Was not home. He drops one on the floor, (laughs) and my little Maltese picks it up. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, and I was telling him the whole time, you know, be careful with that, you know. All of a sudden, I see my Maltese walking down the hall sideways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shitting you. Maltese was walking down, his ass legs were sideways, he was walking sideways down there, and he was topple, and I was like, holy shit, he got my my dog high, and I I laid with my dog for three hours, with the keys in my hand, ready to rush my dog. I was going to say, you probably should have gone right to the, right to the, to the hospital. I was checking my dog's breathing, I was, I was, then I said, Bob's never allowed in my house again. And that's smart. I don't think Bob should be allowed anywhere. We, we also we also asked you. We also were talking about you and the fact that you won uh, call in of the year, Danny. Well, that's natural. <laughs> Do you feel like your role on this podcast? Who am I up against? I'm up against. Wait a minute. You got a guy something the drunk. You got a guy. You got uh, Mad Lab. Mad Lab's a good guy, but 
you know, Mad Labs, you know, a little bit. Uh, you know, he's 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 keyed around that MMA stuff. You know, he's not as well rounded. He's a meathead. That's what you're trying to say. He's a meathead. He's a he's a what? He's, you're trying to say he's a meathead. I'll just speak for you. Oh no, he can kick my ass. When I <laughs> when I'm in trouble. But he's not as well rounded as I am. Right. You're, you're no one is, Danny. You're so well versed in so many different areas. Well, you said it, not me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, you got. Let me see who else you got coming on. You got you, you got people coming on your show that I don't even know what they bring to the table. Right, like Kurt. No, Kurt. Kurt. No, you can't talk about. Yeah, him. the bod. The bod. <laughs> he doesn't bring anything. Ask Dan to cast his no, vote bod? right now for so, coach of the year. That's on, the tiebreaker. Hold on. So the bod just chimed in. He wants you to cast your vote. <laughs> For a co-host of the year on the podcast right now, either your nephew, Bob's Lessons, or your other nephew, the Bod. We obviously know I'm the best on the pod, but outside of me, who's the best, Bobby or Kurt? Mad Lab. <laughs> All right. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. <laughs> I, I won't. All right, good. Such a, such a socialist. Oof. He's I definitely going to pick Bob. Do you feel your role on this podcast is enough, too much, or too little? Way too little. Really? What do you think you could bring to the... Like, if I was interviewing you right now, uh, here's Mad Lab calling in. Hold on. Let me patch Mad Lab in. Mad Lab's calling in, too? Please shit show. Hold on. Mad Lab, hold on. We got to get Bob's echo on. All right, Mad Lab, are you there? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. By the way, Lab, you don't know this. Uh, First of all, you're on three-way with Uncle Danny. Uncle Danny! I said nothing bad about you, I swear. All right, so both your ears are well-rounded. I swear, I swear to God, this was not scripted. Lab, we're actually recording No Mercy right now, and Danny just called in, and you just called in, so you're both on air right now. Am I allowed to be on air with you guys? Well, I, I mean, uh, we... 20 seconds ago, I voted you as the broadcaster of the year on the show. Thank you, Uncle Danny. I, 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 I could use that, that them words of, uh, them words of, of wisdom today. And 28 you. seconds ago, he said that you're not as well-rounded as him. <laughs> called you a meathead, a and he called you a meathead. No, Tommy called you a meathead. <laughs> I said I would never call you a meathead because I'm afraid of you and you kick my ass. Yes, and well, I let's just have let's just have let's just have Rusty edit the "I love you" part then. <laughs> 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 Alright, guys, I didn't mean to bother. I didn't mean to bother. No, you're good. Hey, you're- hey, Mad Lab. Yeah. Do you realize every time the San Francisco 49ers win like a Massive playoff game. Do you realize what goes on in that town after they win? They got a little little fudge packing going on there, that's for sure. <laughs> how many, many all-male gangbangs going on? <laughs> hey, listen, they may not watch football. You don't know that. They're fucking too busy over there at the uh, Fisherman's Wharf watching the Seals. <laughs> Yeah. And go to like a cave man's house or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. No, I'm a Giants fan. You hate everybody. Oh, good for you, Jason Garrett. <laughs> you hate everybody on the Giants. I know. Tom, Dan's taking over your show. I think it's better like this. Yeah. Um, what's his name from? You know what he looks like? He, looks he like said he was going to try to do this. Did he? Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't really matter to me. Why? 
Well, I, I have all my Super Bowls on Super Hi-Fi DVD. Blue super Hi-Fi. I have Super Hi-Fi, too. Yeah, no, we're, we're not as well-rounded as you to know about Super Hi-Fi. Yeah, no, wow, we, we didn't make it to Blu-ray yet. Yeah, what is Super so, Hi-Fi? Anyway, listen, Tommy. Super Hi-Fi. <laughs> I'll vote for Kurt. All right, I'm sorry, All right, sir. there we I'm go. Sorry, I like sir. it. I'm sorry, sir. Okay. <laughs> Man, left tapping out as usual after a hot start. Hey, Glenn, the only problem with you on the show is you really start out strong. After about 15 minutes, I think you're kind of sleeping. He is. I told you. Dan is trying to take over the show. He said he was going to do this. He gasses out. He has an adrenaline dump. <laughs> I don't gas out for nothing, Uncle Danny. <laughs> you have no confidence in me, Uncle Danny. No, no, I do. I just, I just said, to, listen, Tommy, Tommy, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Why do I get myself into here? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. You're fucked right now. It's not a good hey, move. Lab, Lab, your co-host of the year, I did give you the vote for it, though. He did. Thank you. He did. Thank you. I didn't get no, I didn't get nothing. I didn't get nothing. No, I didn't give you nothing. They don't appreciate that. They don't appreciate the lab. No. No, they don't at all. Yeah. Listen, just because you're a Giants fan, you're going to get Jason Garrett. I still love you. I'm a Knicks fan, too, so we're almost. Well, listen, Uncle Danny, me me and uh, Tommy have a little side action. Uh, He doesn't think the Knicks are going to win 20 games this year, and I say they do. I made that bet before this season, by the way. That's the balls I have. God, they don't win 20 games. We already did that, Danny. We already did that. If you listen <laughs> to the damn episode. podcast, that was like last episode. Did you listen to it yet? No, you didn't listen to it. Anyway. All right. We got to get back to fucking Illuminati shit. This guy, he's pulling, he's going full bod here. I told you. <laughs> I, t- I taught him he well. Can't, can't, you can't hear him because he's through my headphones or else it echoes. So they can they can hear you guys, though. The bod got the joke of the year. There what's we that? go. His, what's that, his penis? No, <laughs> 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 that, was, that was the best. What did he say? <laughs> like I used to do. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a good one. Yeah. All right, knuckleheads. We got to get back to the conspiracy talk. Right, we keep guys, have a good show. Keep in touch with yourself. And Tom, call me when you're done. All right. Later, brother. Dan's what, Danny? On. Dan's what definitely going to ring this out. <laughs> See, this is why, Danny, I told you that, that we can't give you too much airtime. Because it's like it's like once people get it's like it's like cocaine, right? Like getting a, getting around. Oh my like, god! Once you get that little taste, once you get that, once it hits you, once it hits your nostrils, once you get that little taste, so you want you want you want to do what the Bob does all the time. That's why I love Bobby because Bobby just comes on, knows his role, knows who the god is, knows who fucking King Dingling is, knows who the big swinging dick on the podcast is. He does his thing. He fucking crushes it. Stays out of my way. If I start talking and cut him off, he shuts up. He knows what's up. He knows he's the wingman. He's in a passenger seat, even though he's the star. He knows who the boss is. The bod, problem. Danny, you're showing signs of being like the bod right now. 
That's a well, good thing, Dan. What, what what about your question? Do I think it's it's don't weird? You, yes. Do you think it's going to be a conspiracy to get those two teams in a Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know how much of a story that is. It's, I guess it's cool for like five minutes. Tom, ask Dan if he liked the Irishman. Kurt wants to. Kurt wants to know if you like the Irishman. Do I like the Irishman? No. You got fucking eighty-five. Oh, I cursed. I shouldn't have cursed. Yeah, he's cursed so much so far this podcast. Like thirty-five-year-old men. Did you see when De Niro started kicking that guy in the movie? Yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst. De Niro's actually out of the Italian club because he's so anti-Trump. Yeah, I don't like De Niro anymore either. But did you know that they spent most of their marketing budget? I mean, most of their uh, special effects and and budget for the movie, like the biggest piece of budget that they had, was on making De Niro look younger and all the CGI and everything they had to do to make him look younger. It did not work. No, it didn't translate. Ask Dan about the story of Jimmy Hoffa. I'm trying to end it. I know. I'm trying to keep it going. <laughs> you and Kurt have a conspiracy going here. I know what it is. All right, we got to get back to Illuminati shit, Danny. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to leave for the people? Any, any final no, words? I, I, love, I love Bobby. I love Kurt. And Tommy, you're okay sometimes. <laughs> That's a ni- it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Dan. Okay. We'll see you later. All right, later, buddy. All right, cousin. All right, I love you. Talk to you soon. Danny Bosha, ladies and gentlemen. That was such a Howard Stern moment. <laughs> What's that? That was such a Howard Stern moment, that whole thing. <laughs> I felt like it was Facebook when the, the algorithms started talking to each other, when Mad Lab and Danny just took over the show and were talking to each other. <laughs> and you had to, like, shut it down. You had to pull the plug real quick. <laughs> that is weird. Like, we told Danny we're probably going to – like. And all we said was we'll probably call you at some point when we're done because he called in. I on told the you, you got to call him early. Yeah, oh, that's, that's like – What's that like, Howard Stern character, like Hank the Drunk or something, when he calls in on the Stern show? That's like, like literally. Like, Are you literally Gary comparing Uncle Danny to Hank the Drunk? Uh, uh, Gary the Retard. How about that? <laughs> Danny the Retard calling in. <laughs> I love it because Danny always says, I'm the meanest to him of everyone on the podcast. Oh, so now, now you win. Now you win. Now you're the meanest. But Mad Lab's calling was totally unscripted. That was weird. We planned on calling Danny. Right. But uh, of course, he couldn't wait 30 minutes for us to call him. We had to call in. He was very excited. How, what did you think of their performance, gentlemen? I, I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It's good. Meanwhile, we should do a weekly segment with these two idiots talking to each other. <laughs> that, was, that was pure entertainment. Oh my God. Okay, it's I do want to say like, something about his dog real quick. Uh, <laughs> it's a total it's true no story. longer I with did, us. I did have some edibles, and I was staying with him, and I do take them, quote-unquote, medicinally. And yeah, his sure. wife... Uh, asked for one, so I gave her one, and some of the crumbs from the bag fell on the floor, and the dog licked them up. Okay, and so mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with the dog. It literally, the dog could not get up; it could not stand up. It was <laughs> really? just like plastered to the couch. And at first, I, I didn't notice it, and then after like an hour, I started getting really worried that I killed the dog because they were going to take that, it to the emergency. That's <laughs> what I was. I don't know how you don't rush it right to the emergency room. I mean, probably because you got nine other they dogs. They can't do so. anything. Yeah, the dog could pump walk. its stomach. No. It's like when your dog eats too much chocolate. Yeah, of course, Kurt. That's no. what they do. Kurt, you, for weed? You no, for anything. It's a gummy. Like amount, I mean, it's, it's not like it's little, smoked. It was like it. a nine-pound dog. It was like a nine-pound dog ingested the same amount that a 140-pound human did. So one-fourteenth the size of me had the same amount. That would be like <laughs> me ingesting 14 times more than what I had. And I was yeah, I get stuff. that, but it's already in his system. It's not sitting in his stomach. 
Like you're not. But I mean, high it's still it's food, sitting. right? Like it's dissolving in your well, stomach. Well, here's the other so. thing: is that the dog's heart rate was going up too. So like, yeah, it was well, getting, I mean, of course. It made it was pumped them with drugs. I don't know. <laughs> I think animals have a higher tolerance for this type of shit than you think. Because not my this friend, one, man. <laughs> not this one. I like that Dan has a little white Maltese. <laughs> I know, and then he has like two huge black dogs, and then he has this one. Bro, you know what we should do from now on? We call Dan and we call Mad Lab, and we don't say anything. We just connect them. And let them just start talking randomly. They won't know what's going on. <laughs> we shouldn't even tell them they're on air. Dan's gonna yeah, be that's right. We just call each other and just let them start talking. Dan has Dan's going to be so mad that he cursed so much. But anyway, let's get well, back to the Illuminati shit. There's actually people out there that have been listening for like 55 minutes going, we haven't even talked about anything yet. So, um, so much for ending this thing under an hour. So where did we leave off? I think we were talking about um, just symbolism. The, the gay right? mason you were going to yeah, gay, the gay mason. Right. I called you saying I met a, I met a gay mason. Right, right. I think that's where and we you were. At. Well, you forgot that I was very excited. You were very excited, part. Right. But so yes. we were both very excited. Right. Uh, so long story short, with this particular story, uh, you know, there's the connection with the big music producer. This guy was saying he knew a lot of people in the entertainment industry. He owned a bunch of clubs. Um, he ba- he basically told me he could walk out of that bar at any time, never pay his tab, and it'd be completely covered. Okay, right. I've played at these clubs multiple times, and there's always like a couple tables in the back where I can tell there's just people like they, like the people that gather over there. They're very closed off to other people, right. and like a, like a VIP on like level. a VIP, and they don't interact with anybody else. Right, like okay? me at the club. Right. So it could be one of two things. It could be nothing. It could just be just you know low level Freemasons that have a hangout, right? That's owned Person, by another Mason. To stop you there, Kurt, what do you think the percentage is that Bob thinks it's nothing there? Oh, zero. Right. He's just right. trying so to cover. Gonna, it, but yeah, I have right. so See, many questions. But yeah, yeah he's just going to he's humbling it up like it could be nothing. No, Bob, it, you one hundred percent know and think there's something. I've Bob, met a, listen. You? I've met a lot of Freemasons in my life. I've met a lot of them, and I've never met anyone like this guy. If he invited you to their whatever, their temple, whatever they have, and they wanted you to become a Freemason, like he wanted to sponsor you, would you do it? With his sponsorship, no. No. But with a lower level, you would? With a lower level sponsorship, I absolutely would. What about with someone who didn't want to suck your dick? Uh, No. (laughs) That's another prerequisite. Yeah, you need to have that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Carry on. Um, So, and here's what I kind of want to just get out to everybody. When you become more observant of what's going on around you, you'll start to notice that there's a lot of common symbols uh, with Freemasons and with Illuminati, you know, whatever manifestation Mm -hmm. you want to call it. And one of the main things is their obsession with ancient uh, with ancient symbolism. Did you think he was going to say anal there, Kurt? Yeah, anal, anal. (laughs) Well, we could say anal Egyptian symbolism too, because there is a phallic element to a lot of this. But Uh a lot of Egyptian symbolism. Um, whether you see the all-seeing eye, the eye of providence, you know, we talk about the eye of the Illuminati, and you see pyramids, right? So those are some of the most the most common ones. Um, an obelisk, which is uh, the Washington Monument, is an example of an obelisk. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice in a lot of major cities, it you'll looks see like an, a penis, right? It's like it a looks long, just yeah. like a dick. And there's historical, um, there's a lot of historical references that talk about why it's a phallic symbol. And some people think it's bullshit, but whatever whatever the reasoning is is they have an obsession with um egyptian symbolism and there's meaning behind that as well so on a surface level even if you don't know what the meaning is you can go out in your local communities just if you're strolling through your park just look for stuff like that and if you see it take a picture of it and see it you know see if like anything holds up 
because what one of the things with with the masonry is they're master builders. All right, right. And, I'm going to go into that. So let me, I was just going to dive into this. So <clears throat> I was going to dovetail. Kurt, do you have your questions written down so you don't forget them, or you want me to? Have well, wh- while he's on that, I just want to ask one more question. Uh-huh. So their obsession with all this ancient, whatever writings, texture, picture, all this stuff, the rituals that they're into. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have some kind of knowledge that we, the ordinary people, do not have? Yes. Okay, so now that ancient yeah, knowledge that they possess, do you think it has anything to do with ETs? It could. It could have Ooh. to do with. Um, Hello. With, now you got Kurt I know we talked about Saturn. We talked I'm about trying, yeah, uh, the Nephilim, the fallen angels that have come down. Um, they could have come from another planet. Uh, now, when we talked about ETs, the main thing that I stress to everybody is I feel like ETs, the way they're presented to us, is fake. Extraterrestrials, by the way. Right. Extraterrestrials. Um. And the other thing is that extraterrestrials doesn't necessarily mean from a different planet. It could, it could even mean time traveling. Okay, right. so we could even get to that. But yes, to answer your question, it, and even like um, in a lot of the uh, Egyptian carvings and the cave paintings and Sumerian cave paintings, there are examples of uh, stories being told of people coming down with special hidden knowledge. Um, you know, specific, you know, illum- right. illuminated, quote unquote, people. Well, and it's odd that the Masons literally don't, uh, they don't, dis- a lot of people think they're, you know, very religious or whatever. They don't discriminate. Like one of the things in the Masons is you have to believe in a higher power. Right. But they make it very, very clear that it could be any form of a higher power in any God. Right. You just need to, you, in order to be a Mason, you have to believe in a higher power, right. um, which a lot of people started associating with, you know, Christianity and things like that along the way, because I believe it was George Washington was a Mason. And when he was first signed in and his inauguration, you know, they decided to put uh, their hand on any Bible, like anything. It could have been the Quran. It could have been anything. And uh, he actually forgot the uh, the book he was going to bring. And the closest place around, I forget it was St. Peter's or St. John's or something. There happened to be like a, a, a Christian or Catholic church up the street, so they just grabbed a Bible out of there, and that's what George Washington did. So it became this like Christian Bible that Why everyone do you think they do that? Why do you think that's so important? To There's the a lot of theories about the masonry and extraterrestrials to get into what you were just talking about, Kurt. And there's a tie in there going all the way back, you know, their obsession with pyramids and all seeing eyes and all that. That that higher power, there is a belief that the true belief of the highest Freemasons is that we are being ruled by extraterrestrial overlords right but you know that's not really here or there let me explain what a mason is because i don't think people know like how this started that's the cool aspect yeah that's what kurt wants to talk about so back in the day like back like thousands of years ago right like you can even go biblical you can go like yeah you can go like exactly to like the beginning of time right it i don't i don't want to start quoting stuff from you know, like from the Bible, because a lot of people listening don't even believe the Bible is real. So if you're saying this is the point, but basically take any time from like 100 years ago back and it was all basically the same. There was no phones. There was no cameras. There was no Internet. There was no cars. There was no anything. Right. So back then, every if you go back far enough, like a thousand years, everything was built in wood. Right. There was no concrete buildings and statues and stuff like that back then. Everything was built in wood. They were like wood houses. So once stonemasons became predominant and this became a craft and bob correct me if anything i'm saying here is off or you want to add to it once stonemasons became a thing and people started building cathedrals so it started with churches that was the big thing that once people realized you could build things in stone and people got good enough and crafty enough to make it look beautiful they started building these beautiful cathedrals so that's where it started and 
the Masons, who had this exceptional skill set, were in such high demand and were thought of as gods, literally, right, Bob? Almost on some level, they built the, the temples, they built the chapels, they built the churches that they were looked up to as like almost like deities, correct? Right. Not only yeah. were they looked at to up, to, up to as deities, but they themselves thought of themselves as deities. Right. Well. They were like the elite of the elite of the elite of the elite. They had a status like none other because back then, um, if you think about like what happened in Y2K, like that has gone on throughout the history of time. The year 1000, everyone thought the world was going to end. And now keep in mind, they were <clears throat> much less informed and educated than us now, a thousand years <clears throat> advanced. So like everyone was in like, survival mode everyone thought they were dead when the when the calendar turned to the year 1000 and when they survived it it was just holy shit everything's amazing and you know they started building all these churches and that's where all this religion really like popped off and went insane and that's what the masons did they built all this shit and the term freemason is because um the it comes from a type of limestone right bob mm-hmm. it was they were called the freestone masons right that was what their first name was and they shortened it to freemasons so that's one theory. I think the other theory is that because they used to travel the world and they were completely free, you know, they called them Freemasons, whatever you want to believe, uh, it doesn't matter. But they would travel the world to build these cathedrals, and there was no way to have a resume back then. So if you were Bobby, and Bobby, and then we're in fucking the year, you know, you know, 1010, and Bobby built this fucking insane church in fucking New Jersey, and he built this amazing church, and everyone loved it, blah, 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 and he becomes this high-level Mason. Right, Bob? There was, there was different levels of masonry back then. So yeah, Bobby's the highest level. He's like a, like a Picasso of masonry. Well, and when he went to Pennsylvania, or when he traveled, because these masons were travelers with their tools, when he would travel to a different area of the country or different area of you know, whatever the section where they were, there would be no way to prove who he was right. and no way to show his work because they didn't have cameras. They didn't have any. There was nothing to prove like, hey, this is how good I am. This is who I am. So what did so, they do to, sh- to prove who they were? Right. So basically they started these secret codes and secret handshakes Bingo. and secret terminology, right? And secret so, symbols. Right. And secrets. That, so this is how the whole Mason secret society, it didn't start with conspiracy theories and shit like that. So they started this kind of cult, clique, group, fraternity, whatever it was, of the elite of the elite stone carvers. And what their thing was, was now me and Bobby are both elite Masons in fucking Hackensack, New Jersey, Tainak, New Jersey, fucking Newark, New Jersey, wherever we are. And we basically say, all right, here's our hand symbol. We're going to have this handshake or do this thing with your arm or use this code on your artwork. Maybe we'll sculpt something small and make sure there's a the left ear is a tiny bit smaller than the right ear. That's the symbol of Masonry. And the big thing with these guys, because they made so much money, they were thought of as gods. And they wanted all the high-end construction jobs for all the churches around the world that they said no one can ever know our secret code. So there was like this blood oath fucking, if you betray the Masons, you get slit ear to ear, you get killed, you die. You can never tell anyone, right, Bob? That, so they mm-hmm. formed this secret society of stonemasons, which was built about around brotherhood, loyalty, equality, a belief in a higher power. And, you know, a couple other things that I forget. But did I miss anything there? That's basically no, where I mean, that's from. actually it's actually really well covered as far as like the background of it. And that, that that's kind of like we get to with like the compartmentalization of it. Like, you know, Joe from down the street, who's a Mason or a, even a master Mason, you know, like a high level Mason um, might just be like you said, like a master stone carver. It might just have certain knowledge or a certain tool or a certain skill set or just 
is a part of a brotherhood, like you said, or a fraternal organization. Kind of like they were, kind of like the first mafia. It, it's it's like a mafia. I mean, it's even like a fraternity. You know, right. if you think about well, it. All right, so now that the masonry part of it is out of the equation, what do you think their role is now? Is it On just a level? frat now? Well, I mean, there, there's a little bit of like, I mean, I don't want to say Nazi in it, but like, if, because whenever you say the word Nazi, people like buzz. But if you think about what the Nazi, I mean, what was really the Nazi mission? They wanted the bloodline to stay strong. They mm-hmm. wanted their own people. They wanted to take care of their own. Everyone else didn't matter. You know, similar to, I mean, on Mafia on some level, right? Like, stay to your own, date your own kind, breed with your own kind, protect your own kind, give your son your business as he comes up. You know, same thing with the Jews, same things with the Asians. Pretty much every culture has that elitist kind of, this is us, protect our own. And that's kind of what happened with the Masons, except the Masons came around at a time when the USA was basically, like, forming, you know, like 1776, George Washington was a Mason. Benjamin Franklin was a Mason. John Hancock was a Mason. These guys were all Freemasons. So the Masons infiltrated government. They basically wrote the Constitution. You know, if you think all men are created equal, that is literally the code of Freemasonry going back hundreds of years before the Constitution. So if you look at the dollar bill with the pyramid and the all-seeing eye, like all this stuff was founded by George Washington and others who were Freemasons. So the Freemasons basically became the banking system, the government. I mean, you could even go back to uh, to King Solomon, right, Bob, mm-hmm. in like 964 or 968 B.C. or whatever it was. You know, when Solomon's temple was built with thousands of tons of fucking gold and silver, uh, Knights Templar, Jerusalem. Like this, they've basically controlled the money flow, the power, the government, the everything. So it's just evolved to the point where, you know, that's still there. That Illuminati kind of. Yeah, and the bloodline thing. No. The bloodline thing, that goes back to ancient cultures and the incestuous nature of it, too. So you have incest, you know, incest in uh, Egyptian culture and Sumerian culture, even with the British royalty. Um, so, like, and then you'll, you know, I know we talked about all the presidents being related. So it's like one big incestuous cesspool in order to um, keep the bloodlines pure, which is actually kind of which is strange Nazi-ish. because of what happened with that prince that just broke off from the royalty, you know, who married somebody outside of the bloodline. Uh-huh. Well, Obama and George Bush are cousins. Obama yeah, and George Bush. Yeah, that's the funny Bush thing. Everyone thinks because it's 40, it's, it's everyone but one. It was actually Van Buren, which is the one who doesn't link to the bloodline. Everyone thought it was Obama, and it's not. He actually links too. So Van yeah. Buren's the only one? I, Van Buren, I, haven't even I believe into Trump, it's Van Buren. To be honest yeah. with you, to see if there's any relation with Trump. But yeah. Bush, no, Bush to me, the Bush lineage has blood ties to like so many presidents, like like even like Washington and Lincoln and FDR, Roosevelt. Um, Bush has kinship with the royal family. If you look at Bush, Bush in the chart, Bob, the spider web type chart that they have, like the family tree type, chart, like Bush in the is in the middle. Yeah, it's the head in the middle. Okay, yeah. so let's keep in mind that if the Bush is Bush is in the middle, remember Bush ran against John Kerry, and they're like I said, they both skull and bones fraternity at Yale. And they're also related. They're like seventh or ninth cousins, twice removed or some bullshit like that. Um, but they're related. They're in the same fraternal organization at Yale. So it's like, you know, like pick your poison in that election. Like, I don't think it yeah, would even Yeah, but isn't that matter. all of politics, the left and the right, is divide and conquer? They get you guys to pick sides, but really they're on the same side. And that's why you see the Democrats not letting people like Yang and Tulsi mm-hmm. Gabbard in. Oh, they I mean- let... Yeah. They let the people that are part of the system in, and that's why Hillary was forced in, and they forced the other people out. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we've been saying, right? That's why I said Yang, Tulsi, Gabbard. Like, none of them have any chance of winning. There's, 
there's literally two people who have a chance of winning if the Democrats have anything to say about it, and that's Biden and Warren, because they're in the inner workings of that, like, deep bloodline fucking, we know all the secrets, we know what's been going on behind the scenes. Even if they think Yang would be a good president, they'd never let him in, because look what happened with Trump. The second they let an outsider in, all of a sudden, pedophilia is getting exposed. News channels are getting fucking no longer trust. Like, everything that the Democrats have worked for to control the mm-hmm. masses, especially the lower end of our people, you know, the, the less wealthy, the less informed, the less intelligent. That's what they feed on, right? That's why they want the borders open. They want everyone in here. Like, bring everyone in, you know, because th- those people are more likely to vote Democratic, even, right. though that they, even though they were the party that started slavery and uh, they were the party that started the KKK. But we, they brainwashed everyone because they took control of the media. They took control of all this. And Trump came in. Now no one trusts the media anymore. Everyone sees the pedophilia rings that are being exposed. He's starting to expose all this shit. So the last thing they need is one of their own getting in there, like an Andrew Yang or a Tulsi Gabbard, some young whippersnapper who's going to come in and go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What the fuck? No. Even an AOC or Bernie Sanders is a gigantic threat. I mean, look who's Someone who's not going to fall in line. And Bernie and Biden and Elizabeth Warren are the two that will want anyone who's been in the Senate or Congress or the House for a long enough period of time. They know what the fuck's going on. They know where the bones are buried. And they are going to fall in line and continue the fucking NWO that they're trying to sort. Right. Well, Tom, you said a bunch of different things. You said Illuminati. I think that there's a lot of confusion on what's what with Illuminati, the Freemasons, NWO, Bilderberg, the Trilateral Commission, Bohemian Grove. The way I see it, Freemasons, to me, seem like the good guys. The Illuminati was started in 1776 by Adam Weishaupt, who tried to get into the Freemasons and couldn't afford it, so he started the Illuminati. The See, Illuminati I don't got, think that's correct. They keep you don't on. think that's Go right? Ahead. Yeah, and then the 1780s, he got run out by the church, and then no one knows what happened to the Illuminati. I kind of feel like the Illuminati is the bad guys. The Freemasons are what keeps the country stable and the world stable. And then you have all the different groups, and you have... Bad guys within groups, but for the most part, I think the Freemasons are the good guys out of all these uh, different groups. Before Bob gives us the answer, I actually side the same way, Kurt. Um, I think the Bilderberg group is the elitist of the elite of the elite, the New World Order. That's the, the 50 or so people that meet from all over the world, princes, heads of China, Korea, presidents, you know, powerful people, Bill Gates, all those guys, the Clintons who meet once a year. At this secret meeting, which is a fact. It's a real thing. This isn't like a fucking conspiracy theory. Like, reporters aren't allowed in. Everyone knows this happens. You can Google it online, look into it. This is an actual thing. Ron Paul talked about it for years. But the Bilderberg Group is really the people trying to take control of the world and form one world government, one new, new world order, one world like currency. George Bush. Right, like Soros and them, like, trying to, exactly, Soros, Bush, Clintons, all of them. Then you have the Illuminati which is like kind of like rogue Masons. That's the way right. I see it, right? Like yeah. Jay-Z and Beyonce and right. this fucking like, more Satanist. They were the bad guys that I formed their own I see the Illuminati little... being more Satanist and yeah. the Freemasons being more like constitutional. That's right. how I see it. So, Bobby, what's the answer? I mean, <laughs> What's the answer? I mean, Are we right? You're, you're right and wrong in a sense because, you know, like we said before, God, it's compartmentalized. It. It's kind of like the same, same thing as saying right. like the entire FBI – is is corrupt no they're not there's a lot of really good people within the fbi within the cia you know three-letter agencies but at the top of the top of the top of the food chain there's corruption so right. it, it, at pretty much every almost every organizational structure you can think of at the top of the power structure at the top of the pyramid and they actually use the pyramid as like their 
there's symbolism of, of the pyramid structure of power. At the very top, the ones that are really doing the power you know, shifting and everything and the ones that are pushing all the buttons, they're all cut from the same cloth. Okay? Right. So do you think the top of the Freemasons is good or bad? The top of the Freemasons? I mean, cool. Well, I mean, I think they're all part of the same bloodline. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say they're satanic, they're bad, whatever, but they're all sitting on the same – like you mentioned the – you know, uh, Bilderbergs, you mentioned, uh, what else did you mention? Uh, Council of Foreign Relations. The Trilateral Relations, Commission. Trilateral Commissions, so- all these things. Uh, Knights Templar, everything like that. When, when you look, a lot of these have Masons in their organizations. The Council of 300. Right. A lot of these are in multiple groups. Right. So they're all kind of like, I guess, like incestuous, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so at the top levels of a lot of these places, you know, you're going to get a lot of the same kind of things. And that's why I think, you know, when we're talking about the the, the nomenclature of it, whether it's Illuminati or you know, Freemasonry and stuff like that, realistically, we can get caught up in the language. But re- what we're really talking about at the top level is the 13 bloodlines, right? And, and whether we branch off into the Illuminati, like a lot of these bloodlines, they're given almost like different tasks. So like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a specific one, like the Rockefellers, right? Like they're they're big into, uh, like actually they're they're big in the ed- into education. So they're they're almost part of like the the MK Ultra, I guess you could say. The Anassis family, they're big in shipping. They're part of the Illuminati bloodlines. And then you have uh, well, J.P. Morgan, who was you know helped get the Federal Reserve established. Um, you have the uh, gosh, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of some other. Really but I mean, while you think about it, the point of it is they're all in it together. And I think in any situation, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Right. Right. Like that's a line we've all heard. Everyone knows that line <clears throat> outside of Kurt. who just heard it for the first time. But absolute power corrupts absolutely. What that means is a lot of people start good and have good intentions. But if you give anyone absolute power, it's going to turn bad. It's going to turn evil. It is, it is never going to work out if you start a dictatorship, a communist nation, anything. It's always going to turn bad. It happens a hundred out of a hundred times. So when you're looking at this, it is fair to say, and what we're saying is whether you want to call it Bilderberg, whether you want to call it uh, Illuminati, whether you want to call it Freemason, whatever it is, these people who are all the same basically have taken control of everything and everyone. And they're on a mission to basically make the whole world believe what they believe. You know and what this reason- kind of is like? It's kind of like the Freemasons or the Mafia. And then you have your MS-13s, your Bloods, your Crips, your, uh, your Triads. You have all the different groups. But the Mafia is who maintains order. Even though they do some bad things, they still maintain order amongst criminals. You can't kill family, all that type of stuff. I feel like the Freemasons are the ones that protect us. From NWO, Illuminati, all them just taking over and making us a slave race. I think they're perpetuating it. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I think that's what they used to do. I think that used to be. I mean, for the last 150 years. I think if you go back to George Washington, right, Bob? Like George Washington, yeah. That's probably what those guys were doing, those Masons. Ben Franklin, George Washington. If you look at, like, because right now, I mean, you're looking at, like, super powerful corrupt shitty people like the clintons and all them and the bushes like they're not looking to be good people like bush is a freemason so like they're not looking to be good people right 
So it's like it's just like, been you know, corrupted. Like, when we talk about like like J.P. Morgan and stuff like that, like the, they're the ones that fashioned the Federal Reserve oh, System, God, which is it. which yeah. created the debt. And, and there's also a conspiracy behind that because there were you know one of the things that we talk about with these secret societies, if you if you don't abide by the rules, you get killed. Right. And um, one of the conspiracies behind the Titanic is that uh, there was some controversy behind the Federal Reserve between J.P. Morgan and I think it was the Astor family. Um, Maybe wrong about that, but there was it was the Astor family and the two other families. There was three people from those, you know, sacred bloodlines that were on this Titanic ship, and that and it got sunk. and And those three people were against the establishment of the Federal Reserve. And so then, after that happened, then all the legislation was passed, and we ended up with a with a debt system. And so that's one of the main ways to funnel money out of the people and to and to maintain control is to is to keep them as uh, you know debt slaves. Well, yeah, that's a good one. We we haven't really ever gone too much into that, but that whole J.P. Morgan, you know, basically planned the uh, crash of the Titanic right. because you know all the rivals were on there. That's that's a, I mean, that's that's not far fetched either. Because if you think about what Bob's saying right now, like this is kind of Clinton ish, like what we're talking about. It's the same thing, Mafia Clinton, and and it's in the code of the Freemasons where it all started. Started with the Freemasons, and then Illuminati and all this shit branched off. But they're all the same thing. It's in the code. Like, it's a secret society. And that the way that if you betrayed the Freemasons, if the three of us were Freemasons and one of us betrayed the Freemasons, the way that they killed you was they slit you from ear to ear. Right. And this that isn't was like what Tommy happened. down the street Freemason. This is like, you know, Mr. The high level, high level Masons. Right. Like, right. So they would slit you from ear to ear. If you want another conspiracy, there's a conspiracy theory, which is. I, I mean, listen, I believe a lot of conspiracy theories, and I, you know, I think this sounds awesome, but I don't know. It's so long ago. But that Jack the Ripper was actually, because, you know, Jack the Ripper was never caught, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Queen Victoria was not a Freemason, but her son was. I forget her son's name. Uh, her son was a Freemason who was also Prince King, whatever the fuck he became. And his son, so Queen Victoria's grand- grandson, Eddie, Prince Eddie, was fucking prostitutes. And he had a thing for prostitutes and whores. So that's against the royal family. That You do not fuck with that. I mean, you see what's going on right now just because they did it outside the bloodline. They look at anyone outside the bloodline as a prostitute. So, But they, he was fucking actual street whores, actual mm-hmm. prostitutes. And Prince Eddie had a secret ceremony <clears throat> where he married one of the prostitutes because it wouldn't have been allowed in the, in the royal family. They found this out. Queen Victoria found this out. And basically... There was uh, a murder, and the girl was murdered, and she was killed. And being that uh, her son was a Freemason, the girl was slit ear to ear, right? The same way the Freemasons killed people. Hmm. Now, normally, you know, back then, you're going to hang someone back then, or you're going to, you know, you'll cut their throat, or you'll shoot them or something. But that ear to ear slitting is their symbol, like literally like a chin strap line around your head. And that's how the killing took place. So that's odd enough. Right. But then you look at the fact that Jack the Ripper never killed a single man. He only to to anyone's knowledge. He killed five women, all prostitutes from that same area. And the five women that were killed were supposedly all the four other witnesses at the wedding of the fifth prostitute. So all five of the people that saw and could confirm that Prince Eddie married a prostitute were whacked, slit ear to ear. And Jack the Ripper was never caught or found. So you can actually go well, far back as tying the uh, Freemasons to Jack the Ripper and saying that it was uh, one of Queen Victoria's 
either his, her son or one of her son's uh, killer friends in the Masons. That's crazy. Cool little theory there. Where'd you but, Where'd you find that? I, I heard about it a while ago, and then I just fucking dug into it. I like anything with serial killers or murder. <laughs> that was funny because you called, you texted me yesterday. I go, dude, you know about uh, the uh, Trudeau? Yeah, uh, yeah, Trudeau being the son of possibly Castro. being. Yeah, so like, let's say you just like I'm just saying, just hypothetically, you look into Trudeau and you link him to Castro, and then you find out that Castro was from the same bloodline as so and so. You know, so like. These are the kind of things that happen. You find out that a lot of these families all end up tying together and come from the same bloodline. Um, I know we've discussed the RH blood type. I don't know if they have the RH blood type, but there is like a weird blood type out there that's not common, you know, or that is not compatible with any other blood type and cannot breed with other blood types. So I don't know whether or not there's any correlation between those two. But, um, you know, these things are significant, and there's, there's definitely a methodology as to why for generations and thousands and thousands of years they've tried to keep the bloodline within the family, and they've been basically just breeding with each other. You know, all the big right. families have been breeding with each other. So, I mean, it's interesting stuff, man, and, you know, it can be overwhelming at times, but it, really if you look at it just from um, – just from an observational standpoint, like I was saying, like, for example, last weekend I had a show uh, about two hours away in Arkansas, Little Rock, which is the home of, of Bill, you know, Bill Clinton. As a matter of fact, my show was on President Clinton Avenue, and I'm parking my car. And as I walk up, guess what's in the middle of the park? A giant obelisk, you know? And I'm just like, man, like, why, why do I have to see this crap every, everywhere I go? And I keep walking, and, and some of the, the – the, the, like, there's a lot of voodoo stuff on the streets – um, there was on the obelisk. There was actually the symbol for uh, you know the same symbol that for prescription medication, which has that like that serpent wrapped around like a sword kind of looking thing. Um, and then you know there was a restaurant called Diablos, and I, it was just like I got this weird energy when I was walking around uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Like there was a strong like Masonic like demonic element to it as I was walking around it. So, you know, those are the kind of things that now that I'm attuned to it, I can, you know, pick up pretty easily. What are they, what's the term? And this is what a lot of people don't understand. When we start talking about stuff, you'll notice people, you know, I mean, just look at the podcast downloads, right? They're, uh, they're higher every episode than they were the last episode, right? Right. Because people, once you get a taste of this stuff, it's like, oh, shit. Like, what's the term for someone who's aware of their surroundings in a conspiratorial world or an identification world. What's the term we use? I mean, you could call illuminated, enlightened. Uh, illumined, enlightened, woke, awake. Yeah. Like, th- that's why you're seeing it all the time. Because right. once you're awake, that's why they say you're awake, you're woke. And because it's like when you're woke, it's like, wow, I'm seeing shit that other people aren't seeing. They're just dumbly zombieing by it. Right. And when you so talk a little bit about some of the Illuminati symbols that we're looking at here. Yeah, so I do want to stress this before we get into symbols. A lot of people think symbols like are meaningless and don't have meaning, but within the realm everything. of everything, everything. If, if you think of everything giving off energy, okay, then you think symbols have meaning. For example, if I just flashed you a picture of a swastika, right, it would immediately give off like trigger a room you, full right? of people. What would happen? Trigger them. It would right. trigger, right? So to think that symbols don't have meaning is absurd. So that being said, like I'll give you one example, and you can look this up on YouTube, or even there's a book about it. There was a, a Japanese guy, a Dr. Emoto, who did this water experiment where all he did was he changed the uh, intent. So, for example, he poured a glass of water, and then he would write a loving, meta- like a loving message on one 
a container and then a hateful message or a bad intent on another container of water. Same water, same water, put it in the refrigerator, stored it. And then he took um, samples of the water and he put it under a magnifying glass. And the, the water crystals that had positive intent show these beautiful, beautiful, like, geometrical patterns, you know, like similar to like a crystal you would see like, you know, on right. Christmas time. And then the ones that had negative intent, right, looked like diseased. They looked like they were like mutated and dying. So the just the intent itself can have an impact on the energy source of water. And to me, water yeah, is like the s- most truthful thing we, we have in our community. It always, you know, it always... Uh, it, it forms to whatever shape it's around. It's the one thing that, that's always constant. And, and so I mean, I really, s- that's what we're made of mostly. Right. So they say we're 70% water. They do that test a lot with rice, too, where they'll put rice in one jar and rice in the other. The one jar will turn black and the other one just starts fluffing up. Right. It's with the just, same type with, of thing. just like changing the intent, you know? Right. And that's what they talk about. Oh, God. Uh, so when, <laughs> what, what so when you go into like transurfing and stuff. That's what it goes into. Didn't I? How many times did I say intent when we talked about trend surfing that mm-hmm. one time? It's all about the intent. It's the same thing with like law of attraction. What you feel is what you get type of stuff. Right. So, I mean, a negative, angry person all the time isn't going to have good things. It just doesn't happen. They're the ones that always find. And like you were saying, when you found the obelisk, it's the same thing where Tom, if he's real negative, he's going to find bad things in life. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose. He's going to kick things. He's going to break things because that's what he attracts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what the 70% of water is made up. That's the whole law of attraction and transurfing. Right. Everything in life, we're nothing but balls of energy. Anyone who doesn't believe that energy and symbolism are everything, it's 100% everything. Right. All the Do time you ever see everything. the most positive guy you know just have bad things happen to him all the time? No, oh. never, never, <laughs> like, never. It's the easiest way to hack life, yet most people don't do it, even though they might know about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so intent's it, really important. So, you know, when we talk about symbolism, they use I symbolism got into lizard people. Um, for multiple reasons, like like as elements of control. Like a lot of times they'll hide symbolism in things um, or they'll alter symbols just a little bit and then put them in plain sight. To where the average person won't really know what the meaning is, but it may extract a certain like subconscious emotion or anything like that. Simply put, like if we're looking for specific like Masonic symbols, like one of the one of the main ones, it kind of looks like a um, almost looks like a uh, like you know those little like compass. It's like a it's like a yeah. inverted V, and then on yeah. the other end, it's like a, a square uh, ruler pointing up. So it's like two V's kind of. Put together with a G in the middle of it. Now, what's the meaning of the G? Uh, I've heard two things. God. One, right? th- one thing right. says God. I think it means uh, gnosis or knowledge. That's what I think it means. Or Gnostic, because Gnostic well, yeah, is Gnostic, the G, like which, yeah, Gnostic supernaturalist. From, like exactly. Oh, Jesus. So, I mean, I've heard God. I've heard uh, gnosis, which, yeah, is not agnostic. It's like, you know, kind of the same thing. It all comes from knowledge because the whole, like, backbone of this has to do with like adam and eve and and eating fruit from the tree of knowledge so like that's the whole like satanic like element to this is that excuse me is that when eve was tempted she ate from the fruit of knowledge right so like with illuminati you'll hear a lot of things about light right like if you look on the back of the dollar bill with that all-seeing eye what does it have what does that pyramid have coming out from on top of it? it's like a, a ray of light so you'll see a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. Well, that's what. And the why don't we do is. this? By the way, do you guys all have a dollar with you? Uh, yeah. 
I can pull one up on the internet and do that. Jesus, Bob, how broke are you? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have a dollar? I could pull one up. <laughs> pull it online. All right. So I want to. I want everyone who's listening to pull out a dollar too. Pause the podcast. Right. So that symbol, the eyes, the eye of God, the triangles, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they say the rays of light are what the holiness and the purity. Is that what it is? Um, I mean, I've heard so many different things, man, you know, and yes and no, you know, like, like the other thing is a lot of people think that it's mockery, you know, a lot, well, a lot of, uh, by the way, yeah. guess how many rows of bricks there are? There's 13, 13, 13, yep. 13 bloodlines, 13 rows, to explain uh, that, yeah. the thirteen Anuit, Anuit, what is 13 it? 13 colonies, 13 original colonies, 13 original colonies, Anuit Septus, which is above the, uh, all seeing eye um, has thirteen letters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other thirteens within the dollar bill. Yeah. There's also an and owl then, hidden um, mm-hmm. on the back of the Did dollar you say an bill. An owl? It's so small, you you won't be able to see it unless you actually look it up. It's so on tiny. On the face side or the back side? On the back side, you will not unless you look actually look it up. There's no way you'll be able to find it. It's so tiny. And you said an owl? Yes. <clears throat> uh, also below the pyramid, if you notice, it says Novus Ordo Seclorum, which has something to do with like the new order being established. Uh, the so, other thing, so is- yeah, so keep in mind, guys, what's going to happen here? That the danger of the internet, right? Holy when things shit. are said, right? When people start noticing the symbolism and it starts coming around, keep in mind. This is why I hate when people go to Snopes and shit like this. Like no shit. You have to always keep in mind the Illuminati, the Freemasons, the Bilderberg Group. These people control every form of communication. Everything that happens, they can control. They control the media. They can control Hollywood. They control you. They control Apple. They control Google. They control everything. Mark Zuckerberg's a fucking Illuminati member. Fucking Bill Gates' Illuminati Bilderberg Group member. Like, they're all the same. So once something comes out where they say, holy shit, the uh, dollar bill actually says New World Order on it, Nuevas Ordo Seclorum. People will say, no, 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 no. So now the elites up there go, oh, shit. The people are starting to get woke. What is your natural reaction if your kid says that? Think about it as you're the parent, so they're the parents, and we're the children. And your, and your kids walk in your room as you're having sex with your wife, mm-hmm. right? And your kid's five, and your kid's going, uh, what's going on in there? I saw mommy and daddy naked on top of each other. What is the immediate parent reaction? Oh, we're just wrestling, honey. You know, right. this is what we do. Immediately go squash it, stop it, kill it. Right. Kurt, you were saying that, uh, or Georgia was telling me the other day that uh, your kids were watching some cartoon where they said pussy or something. Oh, yeah, My Little Pony? Yeah, in My Little oh. Pony, they said, don't be a pussy. Bro, this owl thing is crazy. Hold on. Stay, t- stay on topic, idiot. <laughs> I can't. This is amazing. All right. The don't be a pussy thing. You remember that? Yeah. They said they clearly said it. You rewound it, and Georgia sent it to me. Right? Right. So what did, what did your son immediately start doing? Looking for poo? That's just because he's... <laughs> God, this is why you're so useless. I can't even talk about <laughs> your own child, and you still can't be on topic. Bro, I'm looking at this owl. It's goddamn amazing. But do you it's see how there. useless you are? Oh, what, like, do you see we why say? we don't need you here? Are we talking about poo? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. All right, he's back. He's back. <laughs> what, what are we doing? We're talking about your own kid. My kid's uh, awesome, bro. You want me to come on? 
So what Kurt's kid, my nephew, actually did is he started yelling, what's that mean, mommy? What's don't be a pussy mean? First of all, why are they saying don't be a pussy in My Little Pony? I heard the clip. It's clear as fucking day. And what do you think you're going to do as a parent? Oh, no. They said don't be a a dussy. A dussy is a It's amazing how they always spot the words they're not supposed to hear. Because it's done in different decibel levels. And and that's why. It's done intentionally. I told Georgia this when we were talking. I was like, it's done intentionally. Oh, boy. They do that intentionally. They change the decibel level, and they put it at a spot where they know the kid's going to catch it and identify it. That's what they do. Or they hide it the same way they hide subliminal messaging. They know more about our brain than we do. They never ask what a shoe is. It's always, oh, what does shit mean? Or exactly. What is bitch? exactly. It's, it's amazing, it's though. It always happens. It's done intentionally. It's not. Uh, I mean, even back to this films. owl. I mean, you guys remember, we got kids. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go on, Bob. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, no, Bob, you can go. I just no, what I was saying was in Disney films, you remember when we were kids, like, you found out all this, like, hidden stuff that was, like, that was awesome. Like, the little mermaid, the dude had a boner, like, the priest did, and the smoke and lion king. So, all right, so let me show you an example of what Kurt just said. So, I got, I'm writing notes now so I can get back to the other thing. So let me so let me just do Aladdin penis. Walt Disney okay. is a thirty third degree. <laughs> Aladdin penis. Kurt said that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Kurt so, really so, liked so that. So to speech. finish the topic here, so what happens is when your kids identify something that exists in the real world that they're not mentally ready to deal with, or you don't feel like you want them to know about, like a pony saying "pussy" in a cartoon. You immediately squash it, dispel it, and they say, no, mommy, I thought I heard pussy. No, no, no. They said dussy. They said dussy. Don't be a dussy. You know, don't be a dussy. It's like dummy. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a dussy. Right? And just, no, I heard, but no, no, that is not, that is not what you heard. Right? The government, the elites, the Bilderberg's way of saying, oh, shit, does that say New World Order? Is there an I? Are there 13 columns? Is there an owl? The government's, I mean, I mean, is this really happening? Hold on one second. Bob, are you eating chips? Not eating anything, dude. I mean, I literally—I was just gonna patch Mad Lemon. He just called again. Like, once back on? No, I just—I got another call from from another person who I just told him on a podcast too at the same time. Um, So the government's version of that is build Snopes, but get the media to say it's not true. No, that doesn't say New World Order. So if you go on Google, let me see. Does that say New World Order? You'll see everyone going, "No, it meant New Order of the World because of the Constitution." They were trying to form order. And though the 13 blocks didn't mem- represent the, the big Masonic number and 13, it represented the 13 colonies. And no, there's not an owl there. That's actually just, pe- they're going to do what any parent would do when they don't want their kids to be woke. You don't want your child to be woke to poo, now to, to relate to you, Kurt, and the word pussy. Just like right. you don't want the public to be woke to the fact that the Illuminati and Freemasons are controlling the fucking world. It's the same exact thing. So when you hear something, if you believe it and you trust it, run with it. I don't care what Snopes says. I don't care what CNN, Fox, the fucking internet says. If it makes sense to you and it feels right and it feels like, then run with it. No matter what anyone tells you, so do not George let them Bush used you. to always talk about the New World Order in his speeches. What do you think he was trying to do? He think he was subliminally trying to brainwash us to think it's a good thing. That's the whole point. Yeah, is the, yeah the they try to condition you to yeah, make the it. Glo- yes. That's the whole globalism aspect of it. Universal globalism is is really it's a one world government. So you have one hierarchical hierarchical structure of power. Okay, so that's why they're trying to break up all these nation states and. Is, is, is to implement a new world order. And they're trying to present it as this benevolent entity, which is why I think 
the Communist Manifesto is, is like the antithesis of the Bible because that's really like the number one philosophy that they try to pound in everybody's head that will help usher in the New World Order. Um, and, and when you look into like Karl Marx, like like he was helped funded, like like you hear Rothschilds like help fund like a lot of his workings and stuff like that. So you have bloodlines of the Illuminati associated with stuff like the Communist Manifesto. And what's one of the first books that I was handed when I went to college was the Communist Manifesto. So you have indoctrination at all levels. You have children getting, you know, subverted, you know, through Disney movies and through children's movies, right? Through like, you know, whatever it is, whether it's the word pussy or whether it's like, you know, just like, you know, man, they're becoming more and more overt with their symbolism. Like it's not even being hidden anymore. And I'm sure you see it a lot in your kids' movies now. You have to do that though, Bob. Yeah. Like that's it. That's where I was going to go to with the fucking, uh. With the Aladdin thing. Remember we just said the penises and the Aladdin and the shows and stuff, and Kurt said that was awesome, though, right? Right. Because think about how naive we were when we were 10. Think about how this was kind of still just starting, right? The Internet was brand new. When we were 10, the Internet didn't exist. So the ability to really subvert minds and fucking control people really didn't become easy until the Internet and smartphones came around. Before that, there was, like, some movies, but you had to hope the person watched the movie you know, and if they didn't watch the movie more than once or if they didn't pay attention, how are you going to get through them? You know, some signage, some symbolisms. Now with the Internet and the fucking phone, it's a process like the boiling of the frog that we always talk about. Right. When the frog's first in there, it's not burning. Now we're like, holy shit, it's getting crazy. It's getting more transparent. It's only like that because we're getting more woke that we're right. just seeing it more. And it's more obvious because think about it now. When I was little, I saw the dick on the Aladdin cover. And I thought it was hysterical. That's funny. It's just some dude who was in the fucking back who fucking said, let me slip this dick in here and no one's going to ever notice. That guy's awesome. Kind of like the Billy Ripkin card that said fuckface on it or whatever, right? But now that I'm older, I'm going, no, wait a minute. Now I'm, I'm more awake and I'm realizing, wait a minute, they've been doing this to even us, to even my generation since we were kids, sticking dicks on Disney covers, sticking the word sex in the clouds in the Disney movie, having the having the... The jester get a boner in that Disney movie. This is, we all thought this was funny, but maybe we were just too dumb to realize that this was their first, first degree of turning up the heat of the pot with the frog. And now it's just straight up, you know, my little pony yelling pussy. You know, like, I, I think we got to look at it like that. It was only funny because we weren't woke. If that happened right now today, Kurt, if you got a DVD today and there was a hidden dick on the castle that you noticed of, fucking i don't know uh, lol movie dot uh, part seven wouldn't you be like bro we're talking about this on the podcast they're trying to brainwash my children with dicks no Stop. i would think it was just some dude that thought it was funny and put it in and no because it's not some dude it's hundreds of dudes that overlooked that photo and put that through and can pull that cover and put a new cover out how many people does why is why past? if you buy aladdin today does it have the same cover with the same dick oh does it yeah <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, but I just pretended that I did. <laughs> if you say it with your chest, it sounds like my voice went up a little bit. But, I mean, I'm assuming it does. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so. Bob, question for you. Yeah. Let's get to the meat. Enough with the vegetables. Was there anything good from this conversation with the 33-degree Mason? Did you get anything good that we like to hear? Interesting. You control the Not police, just, right? Well, yeah. yeah, like I said... From a local standpoint, you know, they are at the top of uh, our police department and, uh, you know, politicians, uh, club owners. Um, so they're involved in the private 
and the public. Sector. Right, right. They're and, in positions of power. And the person well, that the music producer I was saying just actually he just won. He was on the cover of our magazine and just. You're won trying to keep them secret, Bob. Person of the you're year. Not doing a good job. Whatever. I mean, y- y'all can figure it out. I just don't want to say. Then just it. say the name if you're going to write. I'm it. not even going to say it. I'm not going to yeah. say it. Um, so stop hinting at it. But but do we know who it is? Fact, we know here's the, the name. Thing I also want to say he was wearing <laughs> the same exact Star of David. Um, uh, jewelry on the cover of the magazine that he was uh, when I saw him at the club I was playing at. But I do want to emphasize, and, and, this, and this guy's African-American, he's a black guy, so immediately you're thinking, why is a black guy wearing a Star of David? That's associated with Judaism. Well, not really, okay? So the Star of David actually goes way back, way back before um, it was ever associated with Judaism. And the Star of David has a cult uh, symbolism attached to it as well so it actually has a lot deeper meaning to it um, I don't know how in detail you want me to go into that but if, if just on a surface level just know that in, in masonry the six pointed star the star of David um, you know has 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 symbolic meaning to the masonry that has nothing to do with modern day Judaism so uh, I did notice that that was one of the the, the key things that I saw that was that was you know correlating between the two so um and you know like I said and as far as the conversation with him the 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 number one thing that he kept saying to me is whatever you think you know you don't know shit and that was the one thing that well um, forget about him like let's get past him like we know enough we've studied Illuminati and fucking symbolism and all that shit for fucking decades I've known about this shit since I was in high school so well, fill yeah, other people you in hear on what what's Bob going. just said. What? Yeah, but he <laughs> you said think that. You know, but you don't know shit. Like I want to yeah, know the but shit. That, but that's exactly what someone would say to someone who seems like they know. Right. Like if, if my that's that's exactly I making know. me Here's believe that Bob say. was dead fucking on. Him, I did ask him about ritualistic sacrifice. <laughs> and what did uh, he say? And he said, "I don't know anything about that." Yeah, of course, exactly. he's going to say that. Of course. Of course. Um, but I also want to say that the ritualistic sacrifice is one of the most ancient traditions of the bloodline of the Illuminati. And it goes all the way back to Sumerian and Greek uh, you know, mythology, um, sacrificing children to you know, sun god to, you know, I know we've talked about the Saturn black cube. and I, To be honest, I don't really want to go too far into the black cube stuff. Well, I think we, does that tie to Antarctica at all? I think it can. Everything does. Can we make a connection to Antarctica? I'm sure yes, because Black Cube could go to aliens and then okay, Antarctica so what can we're go gonna to do, aliens. Because and... I've been getting nonstop blasted with fucking Antarctica, 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 Antarctica. And I want to be, you know, I text the people and tweeted them and I said, yo, what do you guys want to talk about next? And it was just Antarctica, 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 Antarctica. So yeah, we got to wait for Ben. So, right. On the next pod we do, when Ben's back, we're going to do the Antarctica Black Cube. So I promise you that that will be the next one. Barring... Like the Clinton fucking tape of them eating children comes out or something, then we're going to push it back. But barring any crazy topical conspiracy news, that will be the next podcast topic, Antarctica and Black Cube. So if you want to start researching it now to be ready for the pod, go ahead. All right, let me say all right, let me say this. Well, you know, this is to everybody that's listening. Um, when you so let me give you a specific example. A lot of people are in the Northeast that listen to this podcast, right? So let's just talk about New York City. So there's certain things in New York City that have specific meaning. Uh, one of the things with, with secret societies is their obsession with numbers, with numerology, with, with occult numbers, um, geometry, sacred geometry, 
uh, things like that. Like everything has a specific meaning. Like 33 right. is a big number. And the reason why 33 is a big number has has to do with the 33rd parallel, which is like a latitude-longitude line. Um, it, it actually goes into the book of Enoch, which is um, in the Old Testament where um, – I think it was on Mount Hermon is where the Nephilim fell down uh, and the fallen angels per se and breeded with the women and that happened on Mount Hermon which was on the 33rd parallel so that has a lot to do with the number 33 so that being said when I was talking about Illuminati playgrounds New York's one of them and there's a lot of things that you can observe even when you're just walking down uh, you know walking in Manhattan there are specific places so for example uh, for one like the um let me. I'll start here. Uh, there's a black cube, uh, an Astor Place, uh, 30 Rockefeller Plaza. I know that's a really popular one. Um, there's like a ton of weird symbolism there. Uh, there's a uh, okay. Let me let, let me talk about this one. There's a obelisk in um, located in uh, Central Park. And the thing about this obelisk is it didn't just get there by accident. Okay, it took almost three years to transport it from England across the seas to the United States, and then they could only move it like one block per day to get it in the exact point that they wanted to get it to, and it was ushered in and paid for by the Vanderbilts, which is another powerful name in Manhattan. So you, if you go into Central Park, you can find the obelisk right there. Um, there was another there one, uh, Herald Square. That's a big one. And, and the thing about Herald Square is that's actually on 33rd and 6th. So if you want to talk about numerology, this is right on 33rd Street, and there was a memorial made uh, for the people who started the New York Herald, um, and there's owls everywhere, everywhere, on 33rd and 6th. And the crazy thing about these owls is that their eyes light up this, like, strange, like, green, glowing green color, okay? If you didn't know this kind of stuff, you would walk just right by it without thinking anything of it. All I ask people to do is when they're walking by it and they see this stuff, just ask why. Why is that there? Is that necessary that that is there? Why is this particular Greek figure here? Why is this particular Egyptian that, symbol here? What is isn't it? that the Greek goddess of wisdom and warfare, or Athena, or whatever? What, isn't that the whole? I know there's Athena, purpose behind uh, the owls. Yeah, Th- Athena is a big one. Um, Osiris, uh, the sun Nike, god. Ra. Nike. What's up? Nike. What, what about? Wasn't Nike? Nike the Greek goddess? Um, which was the one of uh, of war? I don't know who the goddess of war is. Um, I know Prometheus is a big one. Uh, There's a tower, Prometheus. Um, He's the light bearer. And I know with with a lot of the Luciferians, they talk about the bringer of light and they talk about illuminated. So I know there's a tower of, there's a statue of Prometheus right in 30 Rockefeller Plaza, which is a very busy place in, in Manhattan, which you can go and take pictures of it. I mean, it's sitting right there. Um, there's black cubes all over the place on Wall Street. There's a charging bull um, across the street. It's actually weird. Across the street from that charging bull, um, if you look in the doorway, is is like this owl sitting on top of a globe. An owl is like one of the most prevalent symbols when we're talking about like Luciferianism and like Illuminati. And the owl kind of represents Moloch. So it, you know, and I, if I'm throwing too much out there, just research this on your own. Like. Like, Moloch is, like, a really, like... Moloch is, yeah. I mean, there was the Will Smith thing when he was, like, dressed as Moloch at that thing when he looked possessed by the devil. Exactly. And Moloch is the demon of child sacrifice. Right, exactly. That's the pedophilia. That's the pedophilia. That's the child sacrifice. So, so like, you know, 
you know, you can you can spend hours and hours and hours deep diving into the deep meaning to this, but realistically, from a surface level, when you're just walking down these streets, just be aware when you see certain. Give things. them a few things. But so, what is it? Owl, triangle, uh, owl, eye, one eye, one eye. Um, like and I keep said, in mind when it's if you see someone with two eyes covering one eye, that's blatant, yeah, right? In, like that's what we culture. see all the celebrities doing. Like right. for example, I saw music. a uh, preview for. Uh, Greta and Hansel, that new movie coming out. Go go look uh-huh. at that on YouTube, and it just that was has, a cool like, preview. That preview's so creepy, man, because it has multiple things. It has triangles. It has all-seeing eyes. It has ritualistic sacrifice in it. Like this old lady, like like is like basically taking these kids, and like there's like a secret room, and like extracting blood from them and stuff like that. So, I mean, it has everything in that one. But as far as this observation, like wherever you go, um, you know, like. A lot of Egyptian symbolism. Um, you know, you can kind of look at some of the basic, like, Freemason logos where you go. But like I said, 9 out of 10 times, it's it's a nothing burger. Um, no, 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 no. No, I, no stop that. I, I think that's just you being brainwashed by – you won't talk to me on the phone like that. That's okay, just you – that's you doing what the elites do to everyone. They try to control you and make you not look crazy. You're trying to look like you don't put marbles up your ass. <laughs> because you're afraid, just like I at what used to be sometimes, of saying, like, dude, all these tri- and people are going to go, really? A triangle? Oh, wow, there's a triangle. Well, wow, LeBron James made a triangle. Yeah, he must be possessed by the devil and eating babies. Like, I mean, why is no. there a giant pyramid in my city? Overlook at it. You know? Look at it too much. Think everything is something. Because then you could start to weed down from there. It's better to think everything is something than that everything is nothing. You right, because right, you then you're just say, ignorant. I can kind of give you an idea, just to kind of give everybody an idea of where my mind goes. So the back of the White House lawn. God, I'm Kurt. <laughs> the back, the back of the White is. House lawn, if you look at Hold it. Hold on, Kurt, are you still with us? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Right, so. <laughs> if, you, if you Google this, the back of the White House lawn looks like a horseshoe, shaped like a horseshoe. Okay, Stonehenge also has a horseshoe shape. If you draw a line from the tip of like the Federal Triangle to Stonehenge, it exactly bisects Central Park. There's an obelisk at Central Park. Near me, there's a casino called Horseshoe Casino. Right down the street from it is a Masonic Lodge. Every time I go to this damn casino, I see these people there with their hats and with their jewelry and with their rings. And so, like, all this horseshoe, all this pyramid, all this all-seeing eye, all this numerology, when I, when I see all this stuff, I'm just attuned to it. Um, whether it's people with specific tattoos, whether it's buildings, whether you're in Washington, D.C., and you look at a map and you realize that the, the streets are shaped like an owl. Um, and there's other streets oh, that are shaped crazy. like an yeah, upside-down pentagram. That shit's crazy. You know? This, why this is the is why Washington Monument so a big Jesus. obelisk? Explain that to me. What does well, that I have to asking, do? Well, I keep asking, what is it? What? Like, what is the obelisk? What is What it? is in it? What does it do? What's engraved on it? Like, what is it? Exactly. That's my exact point. What the fuck is it, and what is it doing there, and why do we stare at it like it's you know some big historical monument? To think any piece of art has unintentional outcome is almost ignorant, right? Like artists are the most meticulous, precise people. So to think like, oh, they just made this a triangle, and they just made this shape like an owl, and they just this just happens to have a pentagram in the middle of it. Like that's you're, you're a fucking idiot. Right. You're a fucking idiot, and you need to fucking shoot yourself in the face. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you just shouldn't exist. You need to be taken off this earth because those people that are like, oh, it's just coincidences don't exist. Right. That's where you start. And then after you do your research and analysis, 
then you say, okay, maybe it was a coincidence. But you should go into everything saying nothing is a coincidence. I'm going to analyze everything that seems off and odd, and then if I can't logically come to a conclusion, I'll write it off as potentially a coincidence. Right. But most coincidences are the exact things that lead to catching criminals, to murders, to figuring out conspiracy theories, to understanding 9-11. You know, is it a coincidence that the Saudi prince and George Bush and George Soros and this place person all visited Antarctica at the same time? No. If you go, if you just write it off as that, that's a coincidence. That's you saying, I'm taking the easy way out. I'm dumb as fuck. And I never deserve nor want to know anything about anything. Because I just, whenever I hear someone say coincidence as their first answer to anything, I immediately assume stupidity. Yeah. Right? Every time. I don't time. know if it's stupidity as much as it is just denying the truth. I think a lot of people want to believe, but they trust their sources like the media or their parents even or their friends. I don't think they want to believe. I think they do, but they just hate so much that they have to think outside the box to get there. Like 9-11, right? They hate that they have to look for it. They can't just see that there's something going on. I think that's what I it mean. Is. No, no, they don't want it. I don't think they want to. I don't think they want their little. I fake think everyone world. does. Everyone's living in a fake world, right? Like, right. listen, your that, world, my world, right? My world, Bob's world, and your world are completely different. Right. We probably see colors different. We probably think differently. We can meet the same exact person in the same exact scenario, or go to the well, same. Take exact an owl. Thing. If I see an owl and Bob sees an owl, it's two different things. Symbolism, Bob goes right? running. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I'll get that for my kid. Right. Exactly. So. That's the that's the whole thing. Like we all live in our own worlds, and no one wants to believe that their world is wrong, or that they're not right. We have a propensity of wanting to be right all the time. So most people don't want to believe it. Because think about it. Even with the Epstein shit, it's on sixty minutes, and people are probably going, "Why aren't you talking about it?" I mean, how much more can we talk about fucking Epstein? We were right. You know, we take our victory lap. We drop our mics. We're right. Like, we, what do you want us to talk about a 60 minute documentary that did half the job we did on our three podcasts? You know, they didn't cover any of the shit we covered. You know, they're just proving our point that we're fucking right. So the whole thing about it is people wanted to know about Epstein after it was right in front of their face, like you said. But then when you tell them, you know what this also means, right? No, 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 no. That one guy was crazy because that's been that's all I want to believe that that one guy was fucking kids and blah, blah, blah. Start talking about John of God and shit. Like, no, now you're insane. They immediately revert right back to being insane, even though they have data to prove that this shit's going on. Well, that's why Epstein annoyed me so much, because it was people that don't believe in anything. They're all like, yeah, Epstein didn't kill himself. I'm like, no, you don't get to believe this and think there's nothing else going on in the world. Right. Right. It's like believing in the Easter Bunny, but not Santa Claus. Like, you think this is the first time the Clintons or whoever the elite were that killed him killed someone? (laughs) like you don't get this one thing right it's not the first time it happened it's the first time it happened right in front of your eyes Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe this is perspective maybe this is opening their eyes to when there's more like with kevin spacey how there's now four people dead so maybe it's just going to be happening more and more in front of us now and that's the whole like when when i talk about the great awakening and like i said i don't worship QAnon like a freaking cult but the two things that i do get out of QAnon is one of the things that he says is symbolism will be their downfall, okay? And that's the main thing is that the fact that they're so arrogant with their symbolism in our culture is going to end up being their demise. It's going to end up exposing them. And So So you think it's going to be we could identify them once everything comes out? I mean, can't you already? 
I mean, let's yeah, yeah. But I'm saying this. like the average person now. So now you'll go back to a Beyonce video and be like, oh shit, it was right there the whole time. Whoa. So let let's go into this because this is the the final phase of the Illuminati conversation that that I think we should have. You know, even though we're hitting it at the two hour mark, but uh, this will be the longest podcast in history, by the way. Um, so that's what Bobby just said. Their symbolism will be their demise, right? And that's the, we've also said before, the internet is the best thing to happen to the elites and the worst, right? Because, Bobby, you talk about you could turn it on them, right? Mm-hmm. You could turn the internet on them. So this is what's happening right now. There, there's an arrogance that comes with being evil. If you're evil, just like if you're fucking extremely rich, and you could obviously tie money to Satan you know, pretty easily. Money's the root of all evil. Once you get a lot of money, what do people start doing when they get really rich and famous? They start acting like dicks. They stop signing autographs. They start thinking who the fuck they are. They start fucking doing cocaine. They start cheating on their wives. Fucking then you go all the way up to blood sacrifices and adrenochrome and whatever it is. But it leads to more evil. Power leads to more evil and arrogance. And then you start thinking you can do whatever the fuck you want because you can do whatever you fuck you want. Look at Kevin Spacey. Just, you know, I got a problem. I'll just murder four people and get it over with. And then I'm good and I'm off. This God power. You become a God. As you move up and that symbolism is going to be the problem. And the reason why it's spreading is because they're putting it in the hands and they're entrusting. Once you need to spread the word, right? Let's say you have this perfect little cult, right? There's five of us and we've gone out and we've done this illegal thing for years. Me, you, Bobby, Mad Lab and Danny have done this thing. We got a, we got a bank robbing operation or a 7-Eleven robbing operation or a drug dealing operation, right? Whatever it is. We got our little thing, we got our tight circle, all family, and we sell to our certain clients. At some point, what do you want to do? You want to expand, right? Mm-hmm. You need to expand the operation. Now, in order to expand and take full control of all of New Jersey, selling all the ketamine or blow to everyone in New Jersey, we're now going to need to bring in new people, right? This is any organization. We're going to need to make sure that they don't rat on us. Make sure they're loyal to us. The mafia didn't get taken down by the cops. The mafia owned the cops. The mafia got taken down by the rats from within because they branded out too far. You know, Sammy the Bull and guys like this. So we do blood sacrifices. We do rituals. We take pictures of them fucking kids. We do all this shit. So we got blackmail. we got them. But that's right. Blackmail. That second layer of people is more dangerous to us than ourselves because our core five are not dangerous. Then we need to get to a third layer of people, right? This is where they're at. They're at the elites. They're not just the Rockefellers and the Clintons and stuff now. Now they're reaching to LeBron James, to Lady Gaga, to fucking uh, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, Jay-Z, right? And this is where the danger comes in because now you have people that aren't really as built to be humble and secretive. You got people who are all about money, fame, because that's what they bribe them with, the fame. Larry Johns talks about it all the time, right? The blood sacrifices are life for a life. And that's the most and, ancient thing is the the um, sacrifice uh, in order to achieve wealth and, and you can call it fame or prosperity, whatever you want to call it. That goes back thousands of years where yeah. they've, they've sacrificed children uh, to Moloch or wh- whatever. I mean, this goes back to ancient Sumeria. It's the beginning of time, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why it makes me concerned when I hear like the Bush family's obsessed with like going into Iraq because Iraq is ancient Sumeria and we've talked about that before. So this stuff goes back thousands of years, this this sacrifice for wealth and fame. And now it's I mean, we can say now it's spreading into Hollywood. I feel like it's been there for a long time. I feel like a lot of the major actors 
I, I shouldn't even say I feel like I, I mean I know just based on you know my research that a lot of them similar to what we talked about with politics they are related like if you look at the Bush uh, tree I mean it stretches to like Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks and stuff like that I mean it goes way out there so we're talking about entertainment politics and that's what these 13 bloodlines are kind of like what you were saying with the mafia like one person controls the manufacturing one one you know, area may control uh, right. the politics. One person may control the financial stuff, and and one yeah. person controls the whites. One, you know, a group controls the whites. A group controls the blacks. A group controls right. the Asians. We have to go so, after. You know, a group controls the really poor. A group controls the Democrats. Like you're the leader to get these guys on your side and start pitting everyone against each other, but make sure that they form in a line and you know just form hate amongst each other kurt so what do you think the point is as far as like um hillary clinton and bill clinton staying together uh jay-z even though he cheats on beyonce staying together why do you think they stay together once they're in i don't know illuminati or whatever you think they're in right now um multiple things i mean it could be for the purpose of those bloodlines like we talked about um it could just be a political thing uh you know uh, but Part of that whole elite thing is that it is incestuous, is that you do not bring anybody from the outside in. So you can only you know, fraternize with people that are within that particular you call it cult group or anything like that. And everybody that's not in that group is below you. I mean, like we've talked about athletes like, uh, like uh, Kyrie Irving. I mean, when you look on his Instagram, when he got signed to Jay-Z's, uh, was it Rock Nation, which, by the way, is Rockefeller, Rockefeller. Nation. And yeah. then he posts Rock the Aware is Rock Aware. He posts the All Seeing Eye on his fucking Instagram when he bro. Got the the craziest thing. Like, listen, everyone can say, "Wait a minute, All Seeing Eye, blah blah blah." He means the he yells Illuminati and Illuminati. You know, they yells him in the songs and shit. Talks about the Illuminati all the time. There's one thing that he did that was just the most blatant thing I've ever seen, and that was the the Aleister Crowley sweatshirt. Yeah. Oh, you talking about Jay Z? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do what thou literally, wilt. He wears the do what do thou wilt. Do what thou wilt is literally the number one slogan of Satanism. Right. And don't tell me this motherfucker doesn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it's do what I thou know wilt that. And also, as above, so below. So when you hear those two things, that's that's that Crowley. He wore a fucking do as thou wilt yeah. sweatshirt yep. onto a fucking interview about his album launch. Yeah. But just look at Jay Z as a person. This guy's a drug dealer, a guy that calls and women hoes, and all this stuff. Genius. And now he's revered by right. everyone. Right? right. <laughs> like it's so weird. Well, that's what happens when you sell your soul. You're selling it for fame. And then guess what? These are the people that are gonna fuck up. These now, are the people that are gonna fuck it up and get everyone busted. The Tom Hanks, the Kevin Spacey, the LeBron James, the Kyrie Irving, the Jay Z, the Beyonce, where they make it too obvious. It's too much in the public eye. I mean, there's whole theories about Tupac's death and it was a life for a life with Snoop Dogg and all this other kind of stuff that was going on at that time. But that's ba- – I mean, there even, there's even talks about the Blue Ivy, you know, Blue Ivy, the child of fucking Beyonce and Jay-Z. Um, now, again, this, this is, you know, maybe a little far-fetched, but, you know, they're saying so, Blue yeah. Ivy stands for born living under yeah, evil, no. Illuminati's very youngest. There you go. You know, granted. Like 100%. Granted, uh, 100%. De- That's a reach. You can easily say, Tommy, you're batshit. And this is one of the times I'll say, fine. But <laughs> once you dig into Beyonce and Jay-Z and you understand how they have been called out by multiple other rappers and people in the entertainment industry, multiples of them, not one or two, multiples, not just Kanye on stage when he blacked out. 
as the leaders of the Illuminati, thinking they're gods. Right. Uh, Beyonce had a fucking drummer who left the band because they said she was performing witchcraft and she killed the fucking her dog. Um, Beyonce is fucking bragging about go through the Internet, dig through these videos. The Super Bowl. Bobby, talk about the fucking uh, Super Bowl. I mean, there's never been more satanic, Illuminati, dark symbolism. The Geminis, her immediately coming down and going into the circle that formed the Pentagon and coming up into a ball of fire. Beyonce's Super Bowl performance. Like, Beyonce calls herself Sasha Fierce. Now, it's not like me calling myself Prison Mike. She is said. And when you watch someone's face, that's when you can understand how legit and how serious they are. When she talks about Sasha Fierce... She, Beyonce's actually very shy. She talks about Sasha Fierce, her alter ego, as a soul, a demonic soul that possesses her when she gets on stage. She talks about her in the third person, and not in like a fun way, like Sasha Fierce. She talks about it like she's creeped out by it. She says weird things that you'd expect Britney Spears during a breakdown to say, right? She says things like, when Sa- I don't even like Sasha. I wouldn't hang out with Sasha in any other area of life. And then when you look at her facial expressions, when Sasha Fierce possesses her, it's like this. She looks like a man. You're talking about one of the hottest chicks in the world. Mm-hmm. Looking like a fucking man, like angry and fucking ready to kill. Like she says, a devil possesses her. And Jay-Z has said, a, Jay-Z has said, a devil possesses me. These guys right. have been caught in interviews saying, a devil possesses me, a devil possesses me. Satan, uh, Satan, it's like a demonic possession when I get out there. All their videos are satanic. And it, it's so fucking obvious. So then when you know all that, then you go into, well, could the child Blue Ivy's name mean born living under evil? Illuminati's very youngest? Well, it seems course. more realistic. Right, and here's the you know here's yeah, the other we, thing like when you're talking about like that Sasha Fierce right, that's that shit, not by, that shit bugged me out. Dude. That's not by accident either. No, that no. is not by accident either. Because one of the things with these bloodlines and with the Illuminati is that they carry out a form of mind control, one of which is a multiple personality disorder, which is part of like the programming process. And so one of the things that you know when you perform these rituals, you have to do like a, a type of like what's called like a dis- disassociate, you know, which is almost like turn on a different part of your brain. So she calls it her demon brain, right? So like when you have a multiple personality, it's like a switch that goes off to where you're a completely different person. And so like a lot of these Illuminati folks have these multiple personality programs and they program their members with it, which is why you see these quote-unquote glitches a lot because it, it literally splinters the mind into two so that when they go into these alternate personas, they're completely different people. Which is why it actually creeps me out that a lot of these really good actors and actresses are also like supposedly along the same bloodlines because of the way that they're able to go into character, you know, it's almost like they're a completely different person. Like they disassociate from who they are. So you know, when when we talk about Sasha Pierce and and Beyonce, like this isn't an accident. When you go on YouTube and you look at um, what's the name of that that weather guy on the Today Show? Uh, oh, uh, Roker. Roker, dude. Look up Al Roker's glitch. Okay, oh, that was a crazy show. Where? Yeah, we did that once. I think the biggest glitch is Beyonce. Oh, she has like a five-minute glitch. Beyonce glitch at a basketball game. Yeah, that's like a, a five-minute glitch. Dude, how about when Britney Spears had her multiple personality, like the demonic fucking? You remember that? So, Cardi B. So when we in the middle of an interview started speaking oh, yeah. with a British accent out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, She's out of crazy. nowhere, out of nowhere. How about Hillary Clinton? When she started fucking, <laughs> like fucking literally short circuiting like a fucking goddamn robot. How about two chains when he was holding the fucking basketball and just froze and everyone's like, two chain, two chains, you all right? 
Two champ. Shaq was that. the worst. Was that Shaq the- was Shaq was the worst actually. Shaq on the NBA set, NBA and TNT froze for a whole four minutes. Wow. Didn't do anything. By the way, I'm going to let you guys keep this going. Give me a second. I'll be right back. You guys keep going. So, Just stay on there. Keep all going. Right. So, Bob, when you say sell your soul to the devil, what do you think that actually means? What are these people actually doing when they sell their soul to the devil? Well, you know, golly. So, <laughs> I mean, it's so deep. I mean, I don't know how to, like, really say it on the surface level, but, you know, we did yeah. talk about there's a possibility that Satan means Saturn, that there's this actually a, right. a synonym between Satan and Saturn. And the right, reason there's technically no Satan to begin so with. So technically Satan is Saturn. People are like, what the hell does that mean? If you look at the planet Saturn, um, on the North Pole of Saturn, there's like a, like a, a hexagonal um, storm right. cloud. Right, and so like a cube that's turned on its side has the shape of a hexagon, which is why you see like the st- that's where the star of David comes from. And on the bottom, right. you see an all-seeing eye. Um, the other thing about Saturn, as far as like mythology, is that he was the one that was like jealous that his children were going to try to take power, so he started the ritualistic sacrifice. And so when, right. when people talk about Satan worship, a lot of times they talk about Saturn worship. And, and these people believe that if they make a sacrifice, whether it's a child or whether it's a family member or somebody, that they will obtain knowledge, they will obtain wealth, they will obtain, um, you know, all these earthly, you know, possessions that they normally wouldn't have. So when you hear about a lot of these celebrities, quote unquote, selling their soul or people in the entertainment selling their soul, what they're literally saying is, I'm going to make an offering to you, whether it's Moloch whether it's Saturn, Satan, whatever manifestation you want to call it, I'm making an offering to you, and in exchange, I am going to have endless wealth and power. So, you know, if you, like, look at a lot of people that become really famous, you'll start to notice that people around them die, whether it's siblings, whether it's mothers, whether it's cousins, oh, yeah. whether it's Lady children. Lady Gaga, what, took the personality of her best friend that died or whatever? Yeah, like weird stuff like that. she felt guilty about yeah. it. So you'll start to see stuff like that. Um, and then if you look at a lot of, like, hip-hop artists, um, a lot of the ones that don't make it, they, they talk about it in their lyrics. Or they talk about um, how, you know, they were offered the chance to sell their soul and they didn't. And uh, that's why, like, you know, a lot of the people that get killed, or you, they either speak out about it or they were, um, you know, ritualistic sacrifices within their community. But... In hip hop so community, man, it shows up in their lyrics all the time. Uh, even the even your favorite band Wu Tang, the dude, they talk about that about how like their whole method is to like stop the inauguration of Satan. Uh, and uh, well, isn't that um was that the Third World War is when Satanism begins? Yeah, that's supposedly when Satanism is supposed to you know come into full effect, and that's why it's kind of was... scaring me that it's becoming less and less um like less and less uh, hidden, and it's now I feel like it's coming out a lot more. Like, when you look at, like, Netflix or, like, that new Disney movie that came out that's, like, malevolent or something like... What was it called? Malevolent? Where it's, like, some, like... Yeah, I don't know. You know, horned creature. Um, as a matter of fact, I signed on to my Twitter the other day, and there was, like, a... There was a... There was a advertisement for some new animated feature film about, like, some kid that gets, like, you know, like under the the hands of some demonic like 
you know, horned goat looking figure. And like, it's becoming a lot more just in your face and it makes it feel like it's coming more to the surface because, you know, we talk, we always talk about boil and the frog. Like it started like very, very subtle. And now it's like right in your face. Like even so you think then you text me like a, like a month ago, you're like, Hey, I was watching this and I noticed that Will Smith covered his left eye really weird. Yeah. That was the Will Smith thing that Tom took and put on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. But do you think this, uh, Albert Pike thing where he said there'll be a third world war with a Muslim country and that's when we'll bring in Satanism and all that. Do you think that's what, why like people like Bush were so obsessed with Iraq Yeah, I think and it's a- going to war in the middle East? Do you think it's related to this? Yes and no. I mean, I think the World War III would be orchestrated to bring in the final chapter of a one-world government. Um, I think part Mm -hmm. of, and this is just my theorizing and thinking, I think part of the Bush's obsession with Iraq is because it sits on an ancient holy land of Samaria or Babylon. It's the same thing. And I know we've talked about where as soon as 9-11 hit and we went into war with Iraq, one of the first things we did is we went to the museums and we stole artifacts. We stole know we ransacked so i I think there's some hidden knowledge there um i know we've talked about project looking glass technology i mean sure it could be there i don't know what it is i I don't know what the bush's intention was in iraq but there's some strange phenomenon that happened and there's a very strange reason why the bush family especially because even bush senior man i mean that was the gulf war you know if you look at both bushes right both of them were obsessed with it that's both of them what did iraq have to do with 9-11 that Saudi Arabia exactly. didn't have to do, you know, like why why didn't we go into Saudi Arabia? In the black cube, where is it? Where they all rotate around it? Did you guys survive without me? Yeah, actually, no, I, I totally did. forgot that you weren't uh, part of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were going back to that episode, dude. I had to here. take such a fucking shit just now. <laughs> like I've been holding it, and just, I'm like, fuck it, dude. Like you're on a good one. Let me let him go. No, all you're right. good. So, uh, are you talking about um, where they all rotate? Yeah, where they all just pile in, yeah, and they just rotate in the same direction as the what you were talking about on the north end of Saturn, right. that storm cloud that rotates. They rotate in the same exact direction as that around that giant black cube. Yeah, I think that's in Mecca, and so they, you know, first of all, they do it like five times a day, but there's an actual, like, right. one, one time a year, there's like a holy day, and like... And they all gather around this cube and they rotate counterclockwise, I think like a specific number of times, like seven. Like there's a, there's a certain amount of number of times that they actually rotate counterclockwise. Um, so, you know, and this Saturn black cube shows up everywhere. Um, you know, like the crescent, uh, which a lot of people think has to do with the moon, which you see like on a lot of, you know, not like, the, like Muslim... Uh, symbolism, you know, the crescent with the star. Um, a lot of theorize that that's actually has to do with the crescent of Saturn and not with the moon. Um, the sickle of communism actually closely resembles the zodiac for Saturn. Um, so you'll start to see symbolism within a lot of different religions. Uh, like and, and, and like I said, the Star of David in uh, Judaism actually, like we said, is the hexagon on the north side of Saturn. Like we talked about with a cube, if you rotate a cube, it looks just like a hexagon. So, and if you take a hexagon, it's, it turns into a six-pointed star. Um, and so that's where that Star of David uh, comes into play. It came way before it was associated with Judaism. So in, in masonry and in, in ancient symbolism, 
you'll see that six-pointed star. Um, in ancient Egyptian and Sumerian cultures, you'll see written in hieroglyphics and written in stone carvings. There's a lot of Saturn um, worship stuff on there. Um, so the, the theory is that at one point the Earth was actually in Saturn's orbit or like a satellite of Saturn, and mm-hmm. something happened to where it thrusted it out of uh, Earth's orbit. Um, and then the sun, quote-unquote, became the new, uh, I guess, light source. But Saturn was the original one. Um, as a matter of fact, like, uh, here's, here's one thing, and then I'll stop my rant. Uh, Italy, ancient Rome, used to be called uh, Saturnia, okay? So, like, that was, like, one of the biggest powers, you know, shit, thousands of years ago. And it was based off of, you know, the word Saturn. It was called Saturnia. You know, that's the Roman freaking empire right there. So, you know, and you start to see all these other patterns, even the word Saturday, you know, things like that. Satan, how close does that, remem- you know, resemble the, the word Saturn? So, um, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. I got lost somewhere. <laughs> so, you're asking about the Saturn black cube, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought we were saving black cube for fucking... Well, I don't know. We, the, we mentioned it because it was You guys are fucking... Then... No, Bro. done. Black cube talk's done. Okay, black cube's Dude. Over. Listen, this is why I am the most important person on this podcast. I literally have to take a shit. I leave for five. I could have stopped it like I would have done that. But keep in mind, Rusty's just getting home from Vegas. He's got to edit this podcast. He lands at 11 o'clock at night our time. If I have to chop it up and then say, let's stop here. All of us pause our recordings and then restart them when I'm done taking a shit because it literally was going to crap my pants. Now it's just an extra 20 minutes of editing for Rusty, who's probably blackout, just wants to go to sleep from Vegas. So I let it go. I let it go for five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I right. trap door to shit into mm-hmm. the bathroom. And in five minutes, yep. you two fucking idiots <laughs> decide right. to do the one thing that I already prefaced. Our whole next podcast is going to be about Saturn, the Black Cube, and Antarctica. I leave right. you for five fucking minutes talking about Beyonce Knowles, and right, I come back. Because we want to go into cool And shit. Bob's balls deep in the Matrix talking about fucking Saturn <laughs> and the Black Cube. Like, how does that happen right. in fucking because 300 exactly seconds? Because exactly how it happens. Because every time we get into cool shit like aliens and this, you censor us and want to go talk about Epstein and fucking Hillary Clinton. So when you leave to take a shit, we're going into some cool shit. Bro, I got, got, it? I got it. I got it. Here's how it all oh. connects in it. We were talking. No, no we're not we were talking we're about Jay Z for the next pod. We were, no, we we're talking about Jay Z, and then the cube got mentioned. And Kurt did it. So I know Kurt. New York City, absolutely not. At the address is one two three Broadway. There is a red cube with a hole in the middle. We're still on it. Now we're listen, still on it. listen. It, no, it points cool directly shit. to One World Trade Center. Okay, and it appeared in Jay Z's video, New York State of Mind. Go watch the video. The cube appears, and guess what other video it the cube appears in. A Beck video called Devil's Haircut. Thank you very much. I'm out. End of podcast. All right. Did he just mic drop on that? that, That's a good uh, that's a good preview for next week. Well, should I say in three weeks? Fucking Kurt's the worst. Next week. (laughs) Next week. Kurt's the worst. Isn't he the worst? Why? What did I do? I'm the guy ready to go. You're just the worst. I mean, think about it. You know, people actually voted for this guy. That's the crazy thing about it. No one voted for him. 200 people. The average poll got 750 votes. Um, no. The your poll only poll, got 430, which is shady. it. Which is shady. Which is, no, the Danny, the call-in one got 750 votes, too. 
So th- this one only got 430, which is shady in and of itself that it was only a 40% count. So the sample I size. I think it got shadow banned. Right. But uh, I think it was because Bob's name was on it. Yeah, I think you deleted votes or suppressed votes. <laughs> when Bob took the lead, I would delete the poll and then restart it. <laughs> Bob, will I you do everyone a favor it? by doing a tweet about the Super Beyonce Super Bowl video? No, he's dark right now. Yeah. All right. Cool. Wait, are you no, out of the dark or the still dark? dark? Wait, you want me to tweet about the Beyonce Super Bowl? Hat? No, I want you to like show some pictures and show the Beyonce symbolism. From Isn't the Super Lady Gaga? I think it's crazier? one of those things you need to see the the picture for. I, I think all of them are creepy since Beyonce. If you want my honest opinion, who's this year? Uh, Maroon, the Maroon Five one was crazy. Yeah, they really find the weirdest fucking shit. Who's this year's uh, halftime band? Question. You mm-hmm. too. No, they would never do it. They would, it's it's going to be some pop culture. What's that girl? Uh, can't think of her name. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira? No, is it? That's what it says. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez Why wouldn't sings? it be, dude? She's definitely fucking in on this whole thing. Who? Her and Shakira are 100% sold their soul. So we're going to... All right, so that's good. We're going to be looking for this in case we don't record before the Super Bowl. We'll We're going to be looking for all the signals and uh, all the symbolism in the halftime hey, that'll show. That'll be a fun game we can play. Yeah, that'd be good. Who could find the, the most stuff? And try to pick stuff out. Yeah. Or whoever gets the most stuff. Wins. Yeah. Well, will it be a real win or like a Bod No, no Mercy just co-host? They just win. Like a, just, like, or just like a Bod up. win, like an asterisk win. They get a shout out. Asterisk. Look at Bob. Shout out from so Uncle Bob's Danny. just straight eating on the podcast. You don't even go. That's why I, I thought I heard him eating he, he chips before, and I asked him. You can hear that? No, yeah. Bob. <laughs> we can't hear that. See, and that's another reason I won. Professionalism. I could go two and a half hours without shitting or eating potato chips. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that a sign that the podcast has gone too long and He's it's got time to go? We're all, eating. With fluids we're, right all, we're all eating and shitting on the fucking podcast. Yeah, professionalism. We saw the picture of your setup in your closet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's soundproof perfectly. Professionalism, my fucking ass. Holding yeah. his, hoisting his computer up on like one of the drawers on his. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we covered enough ground here. So uh, the last couple things on Jay Z before we get out of here. Um, obviously, we talked about Rock Nation, Rockefeller, Rock Aware, uh, the whole clothing line. The triangle hand symbol is the Jay Z sign. He screams How about Illuminati. the fact that Beyonce's married to a guy like Jay Z? How about the fact that everyone's talked about how they cheat on each other and how they hate each other? Yet they're the power. It's like couple. the Clintons, right? It's exactly like the Clintons. It's exact same thing, except it's for like. Listen, the Clintons were for the elite white community. The Jay Z and Beyonce are for the black community. But just think There's about Asian it. pop stars, which are paired together for you know the Asian community. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's too coincidental. Why would Beyonce ever marry a guy like Jay Z, ex drug dealer, not the best looking guy in the world, no, not even good looking? Remotely. Beyonce's already rich as fuck, so it's not about the money. Did you hear and about he the fact that supposedly? So why? supposedly jay-z slipped and said that they'd been dating since like before 1997 when she was like a young girl oh like this has supposedly been going on since like beyonce was like like almost like predestiny child like they were placed so this is real like they were real relationship oh i thought this was more of a staged fake relationship no that's what i'm saying saying. no that it's real like it was placed together like hey this is the girl this is the girl we're bringing up to be the powerful girl you're we're bringing you up right now tupac's dead biggie's dead they're done we're making you the fucking new fucking sheriff in town we're pairing you guys up so that's your new girlfriend witcher 
There you go. You two are together. Love and the Witcher. Here's the other thing. Yeah. Why did Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving sign with the Brooklyn Nets and Jay Z when they could have gone really anywhere? You know, and then Kyrie, yeah. and then uh, what's his face? Kevin Durant posts one word, Nephilim, on his Twitter. That was the weirdest shit. Did he? Ever. Yeah. When did he do that? Dude, he po- it was like right after he signed, he just posted one word. It just said Nephilim. Wow. And that's the funny thing that that's what I'm saying. These this second third level where they're trying to reach the masses now with the Illuminati Satanism shit. They're the ones that are going to fuck it up because everyone's too woke right now. People are going to start realizing, dude, LeBron's gestures before that game. Remember that video? Google video. Google LeBron satanic gestures and you'll see his intro. It's like clap, clap, fucking does the devil horns, does the triangle, does the point to the sky, does the fucking, you know, the downward uh, cross, like literally all five steps of like the satanic culture. He did all five in like a. That, that boom 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 throw the powder done like did all of it and it's just like wow dude you literally don't give a fuck who sees this shit right yeah, now Yeah, but what right? do you think that is like what are they doing are they paying homage to him or yeah of course Satan the same way Black you Cube or what are they doing same way you throw yeah, gang you throw signs. a gang sign to say listen this is blood territory you uh, back oh, up but de- he's not this is doing that. territory this is luciferian territory this is whatever you know, I don't know. Same same way you get on a knee to pray. The same way you fucking wear a shirt to wear a fucking red hat that says MAGA on it to represent Trump. You're representing your fucking brand. You're right. representing right. your thing. Satan is so your like, brand. You know, even huh? when private companies make their logos, you know, they put yeah. Yeah. Hidden, uh, you know satanic like symbolism in it. Yeah, like NASA with the serpent tongue is kind of like their way of saying we own this shit. Like we're part yeah. of the deception. So if you if you Google real quick to kind of put a bow on this stuff to let people look for stuff. If you were to Google or think about or talk to anyone, whether it's us, Larry Johnson's a great guy to talk to about this. If you guys follow him on Twitter, at 2LarryJohnson7. But uh, he goes heavy into a lot of this symbolism and shit. You know, sometimes dark, but always, oh, I, I love it. Um, it's pentagrams. It's obelisks. It's pyramids, flaming torches, um, the head of Baphomet, owls, and androgyny. androgyny. That's what I have written down. Androgyny is the one that we didn't go as deep on, which is the one that's literally a whole three-hour rant for me that ties into these athletes, that ties into Jay-Z, that ties into LeBron and Westbrook. The androgynous nature of the satanic people, the sex with everyone and anyone, no one has a gender type thing, right, Bob? That's the important thing is the blurring of line between men and women, feminizing men and making women more masculine. Go read up on Satanism. Bro, it's it's every show and movie on yep. right now. Go read up on Satanism. Go read up on the androgynous portions of it. And every single thing, Mark of the Beast down, is talking about the androgynous nature of the Satanists and how there is no gender. And that's exactly what's going on. They're breaking up the alpha male, beta female situation and they're turning the females into men they're turning the men into females the reason i know kyle kuzma's in on it is because he dresses like fucking kyle amber kuzma. rose uh like you could see really? these fucking yeah you could see anyone who gets around lebron why do you think dwight howard ended up on the fucking lakers when no one wanted him and the lakers got rid of him 
Uh, because he fucking was banging trannies recently, right? Now, all of a sudden, Dwight Howard gets to the Lakers and rejuvenates his whole fucking career, and he's amazing this year, right? Like, What about Dwayne Wade? Little... Like, is, right. Isn't it a lot of stuff with his kid, like not spe- specifying gender? Oh, of everything? course, yeah. His, his, his kid was wearing a crop top and fucking nail polish. He was with LeBron. And then you go to fucking Kyrie Irving and Durant pairing up in Brooklyn. Like, they click up. They're taking over everything, but the androgyny is the big thing. Feminizing men... And masculinizing women, that is the big thing that comes with this Satanism that's going on around the world. And they're trying to make sure, like, who runs the world right now? Trannies. It's not even a question. The transgender community runs the fucking world. You can do no wrong if you're transgender. Meanwhile, they go out saying, oh, we're being chastised and everyone hates us and everyone's against us. The fuck out of here. Stop. Ten years ago, yeah. Twenty years ago, 100%. But who ran the club scene? If you want to talk about the demonic dark scenes back in the days in Manhattan, the trannies did. Paris ran fucking Sound Factory. Uh, Anthony Lamont ran fucking go anywhere. These six foot five trannies would fucking walk in and they'd be the whole show at every dark club. Limelight with the Geiger room. Like all the fucking trannies always ran the darkness, right? And well, now, even the yeah, now elite, the when they is, do is, these is ceremonies. Drag queens reading to children. Drag queen story. Yeah, drag queen story time. Like, they're basically mainstreaming it. And then you hear the drag teams were, you know, drag queens were in there, and they were reading stories to kids, and one of them, you know, touched a little kid. One of them didn't have underwear on and opened its legs in front of the kids. Like, this is the easiest way to get them in there and start taking over. And I'm not saying transgenders are evil. I'm saying the drag queen kind of tranny is the new America. That 50 years from now, the average American citizen will look more like a tranny, you know, drag queen. I'm not talking genetically transgender, like having both parts. I'm talking about trannies, like the fucking drag queens. That's what we call trannies growing up. I don't know if that's derogatory or not. I don't give a fuck. But that's what the average society member is going to look like. More like a drag queen than like we do right now. There will be no gender. Guys will be wearing bras and purses and fucking makeup. You're already seeing it, and it just started. So give it 30, 40, 50 years, and it's, it's going to be it's gone. It's been There'll going be no 30, 40, 50 years with the elite. Whenever they're together in these ceremonies, they always dress up as females, and they don't let females in, and they get partake in gay sex and everything. So maybe that's what they did. Maybe they did sell their souls, and now they're pushing that narrative onto us. You think it's odd that Bill Clinton was in a blue dress and a painting with mean. red like, heels I, in Epstein's fucking living room? Everything is it's to weird. flip the natural order upside down. It's the same thing yeah. why the, the serpent tempted, you know, whether you think it's a parable or the reality, the serpent bypassed Adam and went to Eve. And that, that's kind of what the New World Order is doing, is they're bypassing the man or they're taking the man out of the equation and they're going straight to the woman. And I'm not saying the woman is necessarily weaker, but women tend to act more on emotion <laughs> than on impulse. So they're more vulnerable to mind control. And I mean, that, that's why 80% of marketing is geared towards women. So, so the, the entryway, and me. the, the uh, entryway into, um, you know, the, the satanic mindset taking over is to bypass the man and go straight to the feminine. So that's why you see the emasculate—is it emasculization? Is the word of man of men, yeah. right? And the empowerment, the demasculation, of women, okay, is, is happening simultaneously right now um, to to disrupt that natural order of. So the whole purpose of this stuff is to flip everything upside down and create like a mirror world. That's true. That's true. Good shit. All right, boys, we're two and a half hours in, so this might be oh, our, our boy. record pod. 
So I took a shit. Bob ate a meal, and Kurt, I think, took a nap. Professional. For like, no, I think he took a nap for like twenty. I'm not minutes a big symbolism guy. So when you go deep into symbol, just same way uh, Ben wasn't really. You know, I'm not a symbolism guy. That's why as soon as you took a shit, you know what I happened? Turned the I table think we just and it right to ben, Black Cube. I think we just realized that Ben's the glue guy. He might be. Ben's the glue guy. We I just said realized he was the that bass ben. player before. Yeah, Ben's the glue guy. Ben holds it all together because without Ben, all of a sudden we're taking shits, we're eating meals, taking we're fucking taking shit. naps. Danny and we Mad got Lab fucking took Danny over the show. and Mad Lab hijacking <laughs> the fucking show. Uh, yeah, he, he restores the, order. All right, well, we're excited to get Ben back. We miss Ben Jammin. Uh, follow everyone on Twitter at xbenjaminx at Bob's Lessons. Uh, keep in mind that account may be down for maintenance every once in a while. Uh, it's just because Bob's taking a little break. Um, you won't do that again soon, right, Bob? You're going to stay live. Never. Never. Uh, you got Kurt <laughs> on there. Don't follow him at the Bod No Mercy. Do not follow that account. I tweet on once G. every two months, and it's a solid tweet when it comes it's out. Usually a movie review about something the Rock or Jason. No, I got on. political for a day. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You did. You did have a ten minute spurt where you got political there, so that was good. Yeah. But um, that's pretty much it. Follow at No Mercy Pod. Uh, also follow it on Twitter uh, and Instagram at No Mercy Pod. For Bobby, for Kurt, the Bod. And for our beloved Ben, also for Uncle Danny and Mad Lab for their guest appearance, and for Rusty for editing this later. I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. <laughs> <laughs>